and welcome everybody to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I am joined by Ultra David and Tubaware. How's everybody going out there? Oh, you know. I'm good. I don't know. How about you, Tubaware? <laughs> well, let me tell you. I am pretty okay. Great. Yep. <laughs> Excellent news, everybody. What a great start to the exactly. show. Here's what we're going to be talking about. We actually, actually pretty full game news day today. It feels rare in these times, but... There is a lot to talk about, and you can see a bunch of it on the side. We'll be talking about Sora in Smash. We'll be talking about our reactions to both Melty Blood and also Nick Brawl, which we've had a chance to play at this point. Uh, we have an interview with Majin Obama that we're looking forward to. We've got a fun 5-5 matchup. We're going to be talking about our thoughts on King of Fighters 15 footage. There was a lot of it. We'll go over that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Twitch. Um, hey, they're experimenting with some stuff. Cool. Oh, man, I think we all have thoughts on that. Wait, what happened, James? People are saying that they're hearing an echo, and I'm wondering if it's my microphone picking up on stuff. Let me turn off the microphone real quick to turn off my speakers. Try now, try now. Hey, and I'm back to talking. I'm not in a new location. This has been my apartment for the last few months. Although, if you haven't watched in a while, I guess maybe I'm in a new, a new location. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about results for ECT and CPT, upcoming stuff, yada, yada. But yeah, let's start by talking about game stuff. The thing that happened today is that Sora was announced in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. How about that? So this was the last of the updates that Sakurai does for each DLC character. He comes out and he's like, here's what the character does. Here's backstory to the character and the game series oftentimes. Talked about that a little bit. Uh, he talks about whether they have new stuff for the Mii Fighters. You know, this whole shindig that he does. This was the last one. Uh, for Super Smash <laughs> Brothers Ultimate, and uh, you know he, you, he I, I feel like it was pretty clear like he was at the same time kind of stoked about that, but also you know it's he's had so much of himself second. bound up with this. Hang on a second, Can, what is going on, dude? This yeah, siren. James is being my... attacked by uh, a fire. Yeah. It sounds like super loud. That's, is that the is that the roar of a fire? It's the sound of a siren when a fire comes after you and attacks you. Is that what it does, David? I guess. I, Jeez, that I think that's loud. right. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> have you ever been in a fire? I don't know. I, I I haven't been in one. No, I'd be dead. That's if what that I happened, thought. Probably. That's what I. I'm glad you're not. Uh, anyway, so the last one, and and yeah, like I said, he seems both happy about it, but also sad about it, which makes sense. I feel the same kind of way. And and in it, yeah, announced that Sora finally is coming to Smash. This is a character that he said, he mentioned, that even back uh, years ago when they had a poll, which character did you want to see in Smash? Sora won that poll years ago. And obviously they weren't able to do it at that time. But now is the final DLC character... Finally, from Kingdom Hearts, Sora. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I've never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. I tried playing Kingdom Hearts 1. I didn't like it as, like, the, the start of it was rough. And I was getting into it later, and so I just didn't bother following through on there. I've never really had any, you know, nostalgia or history for Kingdom Hearts. Having said all that, though, I'm really happy <laughs> that it's Sora. I feel like he's a good final character, and I feel like a lot of people are actually really happy about it. And, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later. This is probably something you're more 
uh, apt to talk about David, but I'm surprised they managed to get him in there with Mickey logo on the sword on the sword and all, you know. So that was a that was a shock to me. <laughs> I saw a meme that said, uh, "Took it." There was a screenshot of you know like the Mickey keychain. He was like. Nintendo paid more for this keychain than they did for the actual character Sora. <laughs> and I wouldn't even be surprised if that was actually true. Well, what do you think about Sora being in the game? I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it holds true when I said nobody was going to be mad about the final character. I have yet to see anybody on my Twitter feed pissed off that Sora is in the game. No one's mad about it. Even Kingdom Hearts haters are like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, that's like the worst <laughs> I've seen is, eh, right. makes sense. Like, I, I I, think I nailed it. I don't, I haven't seen that many angry people. But then again, I don't go on, like, video game message boards. I don't Google, I don't go on, like, subreddits of Smash or anything like that. So maybe people are complaining somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong. But in my personal, in my subjective experience, I haven't seen that many people angry if anyone angry at all, I think he's a great addition and he looks super cool. He looks really, really cool. He's animated amazingly. He looks like what I would imagine a strong character in smash is, which yeah. you gotta be, you can't put your last character ever out and make him be trash. Right. So yeah, I, I think it's really, really great. I'm, I'm very happy for kingdom Hearts fans and smash players. That's, that's dope. Look, I'm happy about it too. I think it's cool. And I'm, I'm also in the crew that doesn't have tremendous experience with kingdom Hearts. I did play the first one. Uh, and I and I liked it, but I, you know, I've played however many games. I don't, I don't feel like I have a particular like attachment to Kingdom Hearts. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's great. I, it's certainly it's certainly a fitting choice. If your idea is to have the museum of video games right in Smash. Yeah, uh, this is an excellent choice. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, and thinking about like which which like really major video game franchises that were had been major maybe for like 20 years or more, whatever, something like that, um, are not in there. Not that many at this yeah. point. Really just, I don't know, a small handful. Because, you know, you have to think as well that some of them are not in the main, like, cast, like Sora. But Doom Guy, the Doom Slayer, is a me costume. Yeah, right? I so, really <laughs> wanted him to be the last character. I knew that he wouldn't be. I knew there was no way Doom Slayer was going to be with shotguns and chainsaws. Yeah, was going to be a playable character in Smash. I knew that. Yeah, he yeah. He's like chainsawing enemies it. to get more really more bullets. It. Really it would be so it. sick. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. But I'm glad but it's I, like in the game. You know. Like, well, yeah, I mean, 100%. Would, I don't think he. I don't think Doom Guy would have fit. Like I, I don't know. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's impossible. I mean, <laughs> there's it's, no way. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing as like one of the other franchises that's not in there is like Mortal Kombat. But right, that, yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah, like you course, get it. Like that's why that's not in there. Right. Uh, other than ones that just honestly don't fit, not that many. They did a fantastic job. Eighty-nine characters. So I, I wrote down these stats from the Sora release video that I thought were really interesting. Oh, they yeah, went over them yeah, at yeah. the end. So total fighters eighty nine stages one hundred and sixteen. Wait, that's counting Pyrrha and Mithra as two different characters, right? And counting the Pokemon sure there is a little and the Pokemon trainer monsters as three, three different, different characters. characters. Yes. Okay. Uh, stages one hundred and sixteen, <laughs> three hundred and forty, including if you count Battlefield and Omega forms, right? In each in each case, like there is, they had to do some work to make that happen. So, right, um, for sure. Me fighter costumes one hundred and forty, items two hundred and one. Songs that never get used over 1100. 
That's over yeah. 1,100 songs. I think in our Discord, we were talking about how there's incredible amounts of music on that game, like just yeah. yesterday, right? Yeah. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing amount, Jesus. no doubt about it. Wow. Over 450 games represented. I'm assuming that means that like each oh, series the that the characters are from... And also yeah. the spirits yes. and, and all that stuff, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Spirits, costumes, all that stuff. That's right, yeah, yeah. But, like, Mario is from not just one game, right? He's from whatever number of games. Yeah. So I'm sure they're counting all that stuff. Uh, characters in total, over 2,200 from different games represented in there. An incredible number. And then I actually thought that these were some of the most interesting stats in there. So match totals, offline battles... Over 11.7 billion throughout <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate's life. 11.7 billion. Online battles, over 7.8 billion. If you were to look at most major fighting games, most fighting games, not even just major, I feel like that's flipped around or maybe even more skewed in favor of online play but in this game like my, my read on this was like not just wow so many matches have been played this game is so popular lots of people are playing it which is i think what they're trying to get across it's also there's that many more people who will only play this game offline than play it online right like in the age of online in covid <laughs> times people are still not playing this game online that much because the online is yeah. garbage yeah probably Wow, I thought that was that, that was hmm, my reason. I hadn't even thought about that because, like, I hadn't even thought about the fact that more fighting games probably have online matches than offline matches. It didn't even strike me as odd because I guess I had just assumed that would be the case for Smash Brothers because it is such a local offline party-ish kind of game, you know. So. It is, but this is COVID times, and it's still like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, not not a big deal. Mostly very celebratory and, and super cool. Yeah, I mean, look, again, as, as far as Sora goes, I think I'm I'm happy about that. He's not the character I specifically wanted, but he, obviously he fits really well, and I'm happy for everybody who does, uh, who did really want him. It's a great fit, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, dude, I agree with you. In going through what the character does, Sakurai always, in all of his presentations, was so good at explaining what the characters do and then actually taking them into a match versus the CPU and being like, all right, I really hope that like X or Y happens. And right. it happened every time, right. every time. And I don't think, at least he's not treating it like that they would redo it if it didn't happen. Right. right? Like, right. Uh -huh. I think he's just like. Because he's Either. lost some of the presentation fights. He before. has lost some. Yeah, of them. yeah I don't uh -huh. think that they redo it, but he's still great at like showing off what the character does. And um, yeah, Sora looks looks good. Like a lot of obviously great air mobility, which is super important, and looks like he has the ability to kill and set up combos and all that sort of stuff. So great recovery. Yeah, lots of tools that seem effective. I mean, another sword dude with down B counter, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, again, he, I, it's just, I'm still baffled that they even got the Mickey Mouse logo in there. Like that, that to me, like was the biggest deal out of the whole entire thing. I was just, cause you knew there wasn't going to be any rep. Cause I was like, is Goofy and Donald going to show up in smash at all? Like even in a final smash, but they weren't anywhere, nope. but you know, in, I was like, okay, I'm not surprised. But then all yeah. of a sudden. You know, there's this. They did have the 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 Mickey head, and I, to me, like I said, like like Tubo was saying with the joke, 
it's like probably cost them more for that than anything else. So, yeah, but, I mean, no, go I, was just gonna, I was just going to say, dude, but I mean, I said this on Twitter, but Sakurai is like, he's absolutely adorable. And like the way he was doing the presentation and the finality of it, the fact that he showed off all the moves on a hundred percent of the other characters in the game, yeah. you know, and just the way that he was. And I love the fact that he's just going off the cuff and making his own studio laugh and stuff like that. It's just, he's, he is the guy that you want to be developing this kind of game. You know what I mean? Like this game won't exist without him basically. I mean, he talked about yeah. how much work it took, you know, the how many years of development this game has been through at this point. Um it seemed to me that he implied that it had been going on for 3 years before the game even came out and now it's been out for 3 plus years, so it's you know, a long time to be working on the same game project. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I mean, he seems he seemed happy that it was ending, but he also seemed sad, which I think makes mm -hmm total sense that you would feel that way uh, yeah i mean obviously great guy like the what i what my favorite thing about him and and sort of his design is that he's the guy who went from having the negative reaction of competitive play to melee and putting in tripping and so forth and brawl to the point now where like they're intentionally designing it to be competitive they put in specific stages with that idea uh, obviously, there's other considerations that they still have naturally, right? But but they're obviously thinking about the competitive side of things, and like he talks sometimes about like the frame data and again like things that he knew, but like that publicly was not the kind of idea that they wanted to be uh, bringing across. And and he has had that kind of evolution to now um, caring about that and wanting to make sure that the, the competitive side uh, of of playership goes well. It's cool. It is cool. It's like uh, it's like watching character development live in real life. <laughs> yeah, you know? kind of is. Yeah. His character arc has has come to to fruition now. It's 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 over. Um, as oh, far yeah, as the cool. legal stuff goes, I mean, I'm just uh, there's not a lot to say because we just don't know that much. But yeah, historically and and even still, Disney is very litigious and they guard their rights very very jealously. Uh, they do not easily allow other people to use their rights. Famously, they sued a, um, a preschool or a daycare yep. or something that used uh, their art on a wall or their characters on a wall. You know, that, that's been the, the company for a very long time. Uh, the, I did get questions on Twitter as to whether um, there's any like legal reason for their characters to not be in this game. There's no legal reason for that. It's just a business decision. Yeah, they certainly yeah. legally could do that if they'd like to. That's how every other game character is in Smash, right? Yeah, that, that's just, the same it thing. It just probably would have cost them a bajillion dollars just to do it, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, either either would have cost them a lot or just wasn't on the table, you know, which right. seems equally as likely to me. So, okay. yeah, it, as, as an attorney who has worked on rights clearance and stuff like that sometimes for video game development, it's an interesting process to me, and I would love to know how that was. I definitely won't find out, but I would be very curious to know, of course. Well, let me ask you guys this objectively not subjectively objectively now is there like if you have the choice to throw in one more character in the game with the idea of representing game history you know that kind of stuff who would you put in there do you have do you have what's that 
Doomslayer's Doom 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 in. You gotta you gotta treat Doomslayer like he's in because the vir- there's a couple of Virtua Fighter characters who are also in as uh, as Mies. Uh, there's again, what did and I say? 140 Mies as well, was a lot. right? So. I mean, I'm also would be curious from everybody watching this on YouTube as well to put in in the comments as well who you guys feel like. A lot of people are saying Crash Bandicoot, yeah, Laura Croft, Dante, Rayman. You know, I think there's there's a good number of pretty clear ones. I think I think the best choice Dante is, Dante doesn't work. He's he's a me outfit like like Doom. We said there, that, that there you doesn't go. count. There you go. Yeah, so you yeah. Can't have, keep your Dantes in the chat, okay? Look, Mortal Kombat is is the game franchise that I feel like is most left out, but again, like that can't it's not right. going to happen. It just doesn't fit. So yeah, Scorpion or Sub-Zero, of course, but it's just it's not the right thing. Like uh, for me, I've always felt like one of the strangest characters that was missing from the entire franchise. And I don't know if he has a me costume or even an assist trophy. Maybe he does, and I just don't remember. But Bomberman, like mm. I feel like Bomberman. Oh, he's definitely an assist. Bom- Bomberman's in the yeah, he's in the game. That's, he uh, is yeah, in the some... game somehow. Oh, there's definitely okay. Bomberman yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah there's okay. Bomberman. I think there was Bomberman content in the game in previous iterations too. I don't think this is the first time. Oh, okay, so he is yeah, an assist Bomberman. trophy. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I always felt like that was an odd choice to turn him into an assist trophy because I really do feel yeah. like it's him or like Mas- Ma- Master Higgins or Mr. Higgins or whatever the 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 a Super Adventure Island guy is called, you know, like Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cuz he had maybe been a pretty like, like- Chrono from Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger. Chrono oh, yeah. from Chrono Cross. Yeah, huh? That's the yeah, from Chrono Trigger. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, there's uh, several other games that I think could be fine, but as an ending point, I think Sora oh, yeah, is sure. is a great choice. And in that trailer, treating it like the last one with the handshake and everybody watching in the background, it wasn't all crazy like some weird goofy comic actiony thing. It was just here's the character. X-Men versus Street Fighter style handshake, the end, you know, yeah, and it cool. was it was really nice. Oh, Manny from Grim Fandango, what a reference. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, Waluigi didn't happen. Like, there's definitely characters that people wanted to see who didn't make it in. But. Yeah, Waluigi. So it is. There's only so much time and money. All right, you want to move on to the next? Sure. Let's move it. Okay, cool. So, Melty Blood Type Lumina is out now. It came out just a couple of days after our last show. And people have been playing it for the last, you know, most of a week at this point. Uh, have you guys had a chance to play? And if so, what are your impressions? I'll make mine quick. Nope, not playing Melty Blood. Don't have time. That's it. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, this is real life. I, I, just, there's, I don't have enough time. I stream four days a week, and I want to play stuff on my own that's not fighting games all the time. I hear you. As well, you know, live life. I have things to do. <laughs> I'm I an mean, adult, damn it. I I haven't had a chance to play against other people, but I went, because I don't know anything about Melty Blood, right? So yeah. I went through the entire tutorial, and I went through almost all of the mission modes. I've only missed out on three characters with the mission modes just to find to see if I could find a character that I liked and such. But I mean, I can feel so many of the similarities between this and Undernight and Birth. It's just like mm-hmm. Undernight and Birth is the ground version and Melty Blood is like the air version. But like so many of the concepts are the same, like veil off and shielding and, and even the air dashes feel just more like assaults than they actually feel like 
you know, actual air dashes. Obviously, it depends on the characters because different characters have different arcs. But, like, the, the standard characters all have that kind of assaultish jump and stuff. And, you know, just trying to find the combos that, you know, using all the different buttons and you can only use one. And it, I mean, obviously, if you subtle changes like uni, the uni series had a single OTG in a combo for every character. This one, the OTGs don't really work that way, etc., etc. But, um, I mean, just from messing with it and testing it and, and, and playing around with it, like it feels very fluid. I do hate the auto combos. I'm going to say that much. Mm, okay. I really, really, really hate the fact that they put auto combos on every button. Like, it makes sense for Grand Blue, but for this game, it is not a good idea. But outside of that, I mean, just from, like I said, I haven't played against people, but just doing the combos and everything like that, it feels really smooth. Like, the control feels really good when I'm moving the characters around. What do you not like about the auto combos? Uh, I've heard this complaint. A lot not of from James, but other people. For go, me, go. for me, it's just because a lot of the times I just try to do the combos regular, like, but I double tap things a lot, and so when I double tap it, it triggers the auto combo instead of me being able to control what I want to do sometimes. And so it's just really weird to have thrown it on every button because there's also a lot, the chain combos can be really fast in this game. And so you're hitting it, real, yeah. the button's really fast. And sometimes I just end up getting moves that I didn't want to, you know, I would like it. So the, like the system is if you used up all the medium, standing medium buttons, if I hit heavy, heavy, like it tries to auto chain into the light, and then into the one auto double only move. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's very annoying. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Uh, I've played it both uh, in training mode and also against people at this point. I'm like you, I don't have any experience with the Melty series. Uh, I played it literally maybe once or twice. I don't know, like almost not at all. Uh, so I don't, I don't even know like what was in the previous version of the game and what's not at this point. Um, compared to Tuck Lumina. Um, but what I, what I have seen, I really like. Uh, I, it seems like a really fun game. Uh, I like the movement. I think that's very interesting. I like the all the like little subsystems I think are pretty cool. There's quite a lot going on in there. And, and I think some of them are like really interestingly designed. I'll talk more about specifics in a little bit. But um, just as a, as a general category, I think that's true. And then... There are there are characters who I think are pretty cool. Um, I don't know that any of them is like a exact one to one fit for what I'm looking for. Like I wouldn't say like there's the there's not like the slow grappler archetype in a way that like I would like to max that out. Koma's probably like the closest to that, but he and he's slower than many, and he's got command grabs, but like the damage doesn't really come from command grabs. Still, you know what I mean? Like he does more damage when he finds hits. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's certainly closer to what I would want. So for me, uh, Vlav is probably the guy who I'm going to okay. spend most time with. Um, just, you know, zoning out a little bit, uh, finding a combo, knocking him far away again, or trying for Oki, that kind of stuff. And then and going back to trying to control the space with bigger buttons and my, you know, taller body and throwing hands or whatever <laughs> the fireballs are, throwing ice. Uh, so I, I like him. I think that he's he's pretty cool. Uh, again, I don't I don't have experience historically to even know, like, who was in the game before? Right. Some of them, uh -huh, I, some, uh -huh. some of them I do know. I'm not at zero knowledge, but like not very much. 
so yeah, just as a general overview, I, I like a lot of it. Um, one thing that I that I think is cool. Oh, I sh- to to talk about the um, the auto combos. Uh, I have not run into what other people have talked about with respect to them in terms of causing problems. Um, like you, I've talked with other people or seen other people posting online that like, you know, when you kind of get into a scrambly situation, you might end up pressing like a button a couple of times and like, right. oh no, now you have your auto combo mm-hmm. normals instead. Uh, just hasn't happened to me yet. Maybe it will, but that hasn't yet been a problem for me. I mean, it, it might also be because Vlav's buttons are slower. So mm. when I'm doing his combos and trials, like his buttons are distinctively slower, so much to the point that people fall out of air combos at higher, uh, at higher uh, hit stun deterioration, you know, easier than other characters. So uh, he might not be as much of a rapid button pressing kind of character. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's that's probably fair enough. Right. Um, as far as the, I think I think another another interesting thing to talk about is that. Uh, one of the reactions that I've seen many people say, although this may be a little bit blown out of proportion, but I have seen nevertheless, is that shielding is too strong. And that defense yeah. is too strong. Oh, I'm just results, about to ask you guys about that. Yeah, and yeah it we'll talk about that. results in yeah. the rock, paper, scissors, the RBS that, that everyone is saying is really yeah. bad. Right. So I'm not going to go into the full details of it. I'm sure you can look it up for yourself. But as a general idea... This is a shield that you put out. You just press the normal. You just press D. You have the standing version or the crouching version. You're kind of locked into one or the other for a little bit. Uh, when you do it, if you if you shield in normal, you can then cancel into basically launch Dragon Ball Fighters Vanish or an invincible move. And the opponent can be canceling into other things as well in many of these cases. So you have a situation where like you absorb somebody's normal, you shield their normal, then you are going to cancel into, say, launch. Well, then they're like, nah, I shield you. And then they do their invincible <laughs> thing or their Dragon Ball Fighters vanish. But you, of course, yourself can counteract that by picking the other options that would beat those. So there's a lot of like decisions about where to go. And it's not like it's a true 50 or 33, 33, 33, because there's, there are weighted options. Like if you land the vanish, whatever, like it's just a hit. Uh, if you land the launch, you get damage out of it. Like you would rather do that. Well, if you, know? you if you land the the vanish on a shielded person, it actually ground bounces them, and you do get a combo off of that. So you get. A Dang, I've been playing this game, and I actually don't think I do that. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> yeah, if you actually shield and then count and then like teleport and they shield and you hit them out of the shield from behind, it actually counter hits them and bounces them up. So if but, you do uh, it, okay. On the on the invincible option, do you get anything? Probably not. On the no, the invincible option, you get nothing. You okay, get nothing. so there's still there's still a weighted action going on here. That's, yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, people have also said that you can delay the A launcher, the A or C launcher, yes, I have and done hit that. the vanish, you know, and stuff like that. that. So there's a lot of different options in there, and I mean, you see in uni at the highest levels, people are doing things like jumping and baiting shields because once you start the shield you can't change the crouching you know what right. i mean the only problem is in uni when you busted a shield by hitting it in the opposite direction or through it it broke their grid and they couldn't even build grid anymore and stuff like that the punishment i feel like isn't as severe in melty blood for baiting it out but i mean we'll see I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone ends up baiting out a shield and killing someone completely just you know through momentum and stuff so 
I like it too because it it elevates the importance of grabs. Yay, that's cool for me, <laughs> right? Like grab yeah. is the solution to shield that just can't be shielded. So I'm definitely down with that. Uh, as as far as the like larger decision is defense too good? You know, it's just I think it's just dependent on what you prefer. I it's cool for me. I think it's nice, but I of course also like games where offense is really good. I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter Five for years at this point. They don't give you defensive options for the most part, right? <laughs> uh, I like Strive a lot. There's not a lot going on there for defensive options either. You got to be really precise with the, the few that you do have. And yet, I also like games where there's a lot of defensive options. Um, MK11, you can do a billion things on defense. I think that's cool. I like that. And and this game in Melty, you definitely have options too. Um, characters have invul or armored options as well as shield. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just what you may prefer. I think is really what it comes down to. And I have not I have not seen too much of like any one person who I saw say Street Fighter Five has no defense, bad game, and Guilty Gear Strive has no defense, bad game, and also Melty has too much defense, bad game. Like those, <laughs> I, as far as one that I've seen, that haven't like been the same person. But it kind of feels like that if you are just kind of on Twitter or wherever right, because yeah. you're you're hearing in one case offense too good, in another case off, uh, defense too good, and you kind of like want to conflate these two. But I, 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 there's probably people who feel, you know, those kind of opposing ways, but I just haven't seen that much of it. Dude, I mean, at this point in time, you just have to realize that whatever the game is stronger at, everyone will complain about it, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny because like even the RPS argument makes absolutely no sense to me because... What is one of the most lauded and, you know, prided features of Virtua Fighter? It's the mm. RPS in that game. You know, literally attacks cannot be thrown. You know, so throws beat block, block beats attack, attack beats throws. Like, li like that game, I've always been heard, like, it's great because every situation is an RPS. It's about reading the opponent and da-da-da-da. Right. And that's where Street Fighter V is why a lot of the top players of Street Fighter V really love Street Fighter V now. Because that RPS is kind of very Virtua Fighter-like in there. And so a lot of people are complaining about this RPS, but it's just, it's, I think it's part of video fighting games, frankly. So, you know, I'd go yeah. a whole step further and say that fighting games can't be defined by RPS. I, I don't think it's possible. I don't even, even if you say like, okay, you get knocked down and your opponent can do strike, throw or throw bait. Right. And your options are block back dash or jump. That's just for example, right. that isn't true. That isn't true because they can walk up and fake the throw, a neutral jump, and then bop you in the head. Or they can walk up, fake the meaty, and then throw you. Like, there's so many yeah. Yeah, yeah, delays yeah. And, and variations mm -hmm. in timing that it's, it's not RPS because you can pick the right decision, and then half a second later, your opponent fakes out what they have done, and they do something else to you, and now your decision isn't correct anymore. And it wasn't that you didn't pick the right thing. You picked the right thing, and you still lost. Like, that can happen in fighting games. Fighting games, that doesn't happen in rock, paper, scissors. You pick the right thing, you win. At worst, you tie, right? That's that's not always the case in fighting games. Sometimes you're completely right, and you lose. And sometimes you're way wrong, and you win. Like, And that's just not how rock, well. paper, scissors yeah. works. Yeah, so. and, and in fighting games, there are almost always weights, like we were just talking about. Like, There's the option that doesn't really lead to as much. There's the option that's a little riskier, right? Correct. Like that. It's always the case. It's... I can think of a couple examples, maybe, but it's super, super rare that even as character options that 
a mix-up will be weighted equally one way or the other. Right, it's almost exactly. never the case that like the low and the overhead both deal as much damage, or that right. the throw deals as much damage. Occasionally, right? It's not zero times, but like that's very rare. Um, so yeah, it's it's not it's not really the same. Again, I'm cool with it. So far, I'm enjoying the game. I've watched it a bit too, and and it seems fun. I continue to think that it is the Injustice anime, or maybe that Injustice is the anime version of, or is the non-anime version of Melty, because it's obviously Melty came first. Um, Injustice is anime. You heard it here first. Take no, that no. NRS scene. Okay, like what I mean is that the game seems really fun and the movement's actually good, but man, it does its best to hide its cool stuff in terms, of, in my view, because <laughs> uh, the graphics are just dark. Oh, let's fight in front of a nondescript building. Nothing's happening back there. I, you know. Um, That's why it's a good place to fight. Come on. Uh, maybe so. Maybe you shouldn't be no, fighting in big crowds like in games yeah. where there's visually interesting things going on. Exactly. Uh, the I mean, music, I, I think the... I, I undervalued a little bit. Some of the stages, I will say, pretty cool. Pretty cool music. Other stages, I think, are basically injustice level music as well. So um, to me, like, I think this is a really, a really good. <laughs> Even like when the characters do things, their faces show up on screen. I know that, of course, comes from before Injustice with Melty. Uh, but that same kind of idea, like super starts, big zoom in on the Injustice character. And then they have like a facial expression. And then they do that thing. There's in my mind so many similarities. But I love Injustice. It's not me ragging on the game. <laughs> and, and I could see myself really enjoying Melty for its gameplay as well. I, I, I don't see it. <laughs> I, I guess I don't see it because, I mean, yeah. It, it <sighs> It's like every character has, like, their blue outfit, and then you can, you know, you go to your character uh, specific colors to change that up. But, again, same thing in Injustice, where yeah, all the outfits are, like, I default, mean, just, like, dark like, color, and then you can be like, I want a yellow I guy. I don't think you can compare can the music, and I don't know if you can compare the graphics either. I don't know. <laughs> I, I understand where he's coming from. I mean, I think yeah, the graphics it, in Injustice are way trying, better. Dave's trying to find a really nice way to say, I think it feels dull. It, it It's dull. It's Audiovisually, to me, it's very dull. But again, same feeling for Injustice, and yet Injustice 2 is one of my favorite fighting games. So that's not... It's not a yeah. disqualifier from being a game that I enjoy. I, I, I plan to keep playing Melty. I don't know that I'm going to play it forever. I might. It might be a situation where, like, uh, Undernight comes out, and I all of a sudden I don't... I didn't expect to, but I love Undernight, and I play Unio for an entire year or whatever it yeah. was. Uh, could be. I'm going to absolutely leave that possibility open because I like it so far. Yeah, I, I, all I, right. I still don't see it. But <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving I on. I can't. I can't. <sighs> All right. Here's another game that came out. It's Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. We've talked a lot about this game in terms of the characters that are being announced for it. We talked about breakdown videos for it. It's now out. Just came out officially oh, today. That's right. We didn't even get a chance to talk about all the the netcode issues for Melty Blood, right? A lot of people are having trouble on the PC version and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah there are some that's issues true. There. Yeah, probably should have done that. Anyway, yeah, acknowledged. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, they had a patch, and um, personally, I haven't had problems since then. But I understand they had that a patch already. There was a melty patch, yeah. Oh dang! I didn't on even PC, know. I don't know about it on other, on oh, other okay. systems. Okay, working fine on console. On PS4, it's zooming. <laughs> Is that your experience? <laughs> no, that's that's true. That's that's the issue. Okay, PC's okay. problem. Okay, all right. Um, anyway, yes, let's talk about let's talk about Nick. The game's out. 
Uh, have you had a chance to play it? And if so, what are your impressions? You literally know that I had a chance to play because you played it with me all last night. Yeah, <laughs> come, on, come on, come on, just add, come on. <laughs> yeah, man, I've had a chance to play it. Help the guy out. I played it for like three hours last night with my good buddy David and my good buddy Adam, <laughs> live on Twitch.tv. Two more, actually, big ups to the devs. They uh, gave us early access codes, yeah. so we got to play last night. Um, I think the game is fun. I had a lot of fun playing with you guys. The netcode is pretty good, minus some problems we can talk about in a bit. Yeah. Um, I do have plenty of issues with the game as well but at like the very base of it it was fun it was it was definitely a fun time last night i agree with that yeah we definitely did have a fun time and part of playing a fighting game with your friends is like it's fun to talk with your friends on discord while playing a game it's just it's like yeah. that was fun in any in any game that i've played with any of my friends doing that i'm having a good time even, even if i think the game sucks fall guys Okay, maybe uh, not. What I guys. what I enjoyed about yeah no, but, but actually same, same thing. I think that game is trash garbage. Uh, but did I enjoy having my friends on the mic and like talking about how much we think the game is bad? Yeah, pretty fun actually. That side of the game I enjoyed. Uh, I will never. Boy, what a bad video game! Wow, wow. <laughs> Uh, that game was not not only a bad game, but it was also a smash hit. You're forgetting about that. Part. Oh, super popular pile of garbage. Um, Nick, I I enjoyed playing, but I don't think it's a hot pile of garbage. Yay, improvement. Um, I I think that there are some things that I would say as well about the game. We'll talk about that in more detail, yeah, shortly. But I just as far as overarching, I liked the character options. I think maybe more than I expected. Like I saw what the character breakdown videos were. And yet when I actually got a chance to play them, in many of the cases, they actually have more interesting things than were shown in Absolutely. the character breakdowns. For sure. Right? Like yeah, that was your experience I, as well? I, I, I kind of wish they would have... I understand why the videos are short and concise and to the point. Yeah. Uh, but I wish they would have gone more in depth on what the characters are capable of and like maybe even just basic strategy with them. They really didn't go over that. And I came into the game thinking, man, everybody's the same kind of. Everybody's right. kind of this whatever that's not true at all the characters are all everybody that we played is pretty unique uh and it seemed like their general game plan is going to be quite different from each other so that was pretty cool to see actually in work rather than just through you know like the the, the presentation videos i agree and there are clear archetypes and clear interesting options i played most sure. with invader zim and with lucy loud Two of my favorite Nicktoons, as you guys both know. Uh, I'm a long time big fan yes. of those two. I uh, do What's your favorite Loud House episode? Oh, yeah. You know, it's the one where Lucy uh, gets the basketball off of the top of the house, which they had yeah. kicked up there. It's classic it's, Lucy. It's just she's always doing stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I can actually make myself look like Lucy Loud right now if, if I really wanted you, you to. You probably could, hair. yeah. Uh, I, don't I know, definitely man. did it last night. I was like, oh my god, I look like Lucy Loud. So. <laughs> she's interesting because she's a stance character, and yeah. when you when you bite the opponent, you do cooler or different stuff. Maybe is what I should say. And so she has she has like good normals and stuff, and she's got good movement. And then you bite them, and now you have a super fast, invincible, during throughout most of its run, attack that results in her opening a door. And that door does crazy damage and knockback. And I was yeah. destroying people with that, um, which was really... <laughs> it's probably unsafe. We're not good enough to even have known. I'm sure it's yeah, unsafe. Yeah, yeah. But, we're all but like, that. you know, you can react to things and, and do that. 
so she's got these stances. That's really cool. Invader Zim has a little dude he puts out, basically mini Faust, I guess. Well, he has he has a gnome that you put oh, out, and it just okay, stands okay. there. But then he also has a little dude he puts out that will then walk across the stage, and yeah, you can give him commands. So you, you oh. can command him to jump. You can command him to stop. If you hit him, he'll turn around and go back the other direction. And you hit him again, and he'll turn the other direction. You can pick him up. Anybody can pick him up and, and throw him as well. you got all these options. So, you know, you have Gnome. David the Gnome is out there. You have your kind of rangy normals. And then you also have your little dude who you can, if you if the opponent wants to stay under David the Gnome, you can make him crawl on the ground. If they're trying to jump over him, you can make him jump and anti-air them. And at the same time, you're moving around. You're doing your attacks. Like you ha- it's a puppet character, as well as like kind of a zonery kind of also has good normals. Yeah, to I mean, down you there. can completely make him stop too, right? Like you can make him stop and wait. If, if you think, all right, so the opponent can pick the the drone up, right? Yes. If you think they're gonna pick the drone up, you you just pause the drone and then drive it right into their face right after <laughs> they go for the drone. It's, Definitely. it's cool. Definitely. Yeah. So he's got really cool stuff. I played Patrick as well, and Patrick is the grappler who I think does not seem very good. <laughs> but I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. But he can he can KO both players, right? Yeah, David that. literally I, did that to me. Yeah, I I definitely <laughs> saw that and I was like, Yeah, hundred percent that's what David is gonna do. <laughs> That was the first thing you did with Patrick. And then I tried to press what is down special a hundred times. And it never actually worked again because it's really slow and doesn't have good range. Mm. I don't know if it's actually good. Anyway, uh, who who did you play, Double War? I mostly played Reptar and a little bit of SpongeBob. I played very tiny bit with Ren and Stimpy. Uh, They seem like maybe they could be good, but I'm not good at the game. So who knows? Um else did i try i tried most of the cast i tried all both the turtles ang i think ang is very clearly good Mm. that character like i feel like all the characters from a very certain time frame in nicktoons are very strong like oblina's good uh zim is good ang is good the turtles are good april is good like these are all like very obviously strong characters to me and they're all from like the so, early 2000s are like 2006. The, the devs are, are are biased towards the early cartoons. <laughs> they might be a little biased towards those those characters. Maybe those are the wow. ones they grew up with. Wow, Dude, I, that's that's real life, man. I, I mean, I, if I put it this way, if I'm working on a game like that and it's like characters I grew up with, I'm gonna be a little biased. Okay. If I ever make a Marvel game, Spider-Man is top tier. <laughs> like, no question, I'm making that character better than he's ever been. Remember in Marvel Infinite when he had web ball into the stone in the web ball and it's not coming out it's, it's staying in the game that's how good <laughs> spider-man would be all right but uh anyway yeah i, I played with most of the cast i didn't try zim because david and uh adam keats was playing with us yeah played a lot of zim but he very obviously seemed extremely strong yeah everything david said is true plus he has wildly good air normals for sure wildly good air normals um all right well look there's a lot of positives i'm also in terms of the online play i'm in socal you're in the northern midwest keats is in florida we were mostly playing with totally fine connection there were a couple of stages that had really bad not even slow down slow down but like also just weird inputs and choppiness and um and so we didn't play on those and there were a couple instances of big time slowdowns and yeah. like packet loss situation it seemed and, and actually in those situations the game would then pick itself back up without needing to to shut off 
uh, to like end mm. the game, and then we would yeah. like, go back to playing. Um, but yeah, overall, good netcode, totally. And yeah, there's a spectator I mean, yeah, mode, right? Good. Too. I mean, I saw there's a spectator yeah. mode. Yeah. Yeah. There is a spectator mode. There's private lobbies. You can have more than one set of games going in a lobby at a time. Um, they got a lot of stuff right with that. They got a lot of stuff wrong too, though. Uh, it's weird to pick to, in order to pick a new stage. Um, it's it, you have to go back and then you have to go back to character select. Then you have to remake the route. Like it, there's just a lot that goes. Oh, like into Smash. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot that goes into stuff that it should should not. Um, but even I mean, like outside of that, the, the the game does have some problems, like David was leading up to. Uh, for example, mirror matches. There's no alternate colors. If you pick Leonardo and your opponent picks Leonardo, you're both blue headband Leonardo, no special costume. You're just that character. The only indicator of who is who is your name on top of your character. It's extremely <laughs> easy to not be able to tell who is who. Oh, uh, there's Jesus. a play where I was like, I want to see what happens when we pick the same character. So Keats and I both picked Leonardo. We kept losing who is who. Yeah, it was it was not good, and that, that also awful. that also plays into just like the the look of the game. the The backgrounds are like the same saturation and color as the foreground. Mm. So seeing projectiles and seeing characters is difficult. It's not easy to see. Uh, this is like one of those. I I there's been a trend ever since like maybe Overwatch, where the enemy always has like a red or blue outline to them. Yeah, I've never liked that, but this game absolutely needs it. And it needs it on mm. that and projectiles, or they need to like desaturate something, or, or you know do something to make things uh, it, pop it's, out. It's because it's very easy to lose the characters. Yeah, I mean it's what a lot of people have complained about Guilty Gear in the same way, right? That sometimes yes, the characters... Guilty Gear has that problem. Has that problem too? Yeah, it's just one of those. Uh, but it's more severe. Things. Yeah, it's 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 much more severe in in Nicktoons though, just from like a video game perspective. Yeah. Uh, it's very very easy to lose stuff. Um, yeah, is that because IP biggest... holders are being strict? That's something that we speculated as well might be the reason, but yeah, it could maybe. also just be that they didn't have enough dev time or money or whatever it may right. be. I don't know. I um, mean, I, I at... was just, I was just really surprised because like I was watching your guys for just a little bit. I, I didn't get a chance to play with you guys, but I watched it a little bit. Uh, the movement seemed really good in that game. Yeah, like it's fun, dude. Were, feels good. Dude, the movement's people great. Were zipping around everywhere and like. Uh, you guys were saying before the stream started that some people feel like this game is almost kind of like, like, the broken version of Smash, where everybody is kind of I mean, busted. Dude, right? it's looking like it. Yeah. I mean, it's just looking, I don't know about everybody, but some characters are looking real. I mean, there, there's been infinites found. There's been inescapables found. Right. Uh, Mikey has a bug where you can delay the match out or something like that. Okay. Um, but it I definitely mean, feels like a Kusoge like platform fighter. I feel like that might make people like it a lot. <laughs> That's what I said too. It I might mean, be. Like... We'll see. We'll see, man. It's pretty frustrating. Like some of the the infinites and such, and like the the really really hard to escape things aren't uh, hard to perform. Okay, it's real. Okay. It's real easy to start this stuff. Uh, so it's not like it's it's like it, like in Marvel too. If you do it, uh, Iron Man Infinite, it's impressive, right? Like Is it's it? it's crazy. A that you hit me with it, and B that you keep it up. I mean, it's, it's look, not 
when the game originally came out, it felt like it was super easy to land that thing, right? But it's just the better people get, they know what to avoid a little yeah. bit more. They know to get hit on purpose or have a special timing to push block on the guard break. And, you know, remember Roundhouse versus Justin. Roundhouse, I mean, Justin one time was about to get guard broken in the infinite. It had the perfect push block timing. And, you know, it's. I feel like... I mean, the way that I saw you moving Aang around, like, I just imagine mm-hmm. someone who's going to put in time into this game is just going to have the most irritating Aang yeah. on the face of the earth, and people are going to just... I mean, look at Sailor Moon, right? I mean, there's a character who can backdash infinitely and be invincible 100% of the time, and she's, like, the worst character in the game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So well, I mean, you got to hit someone eventually, right? Right. <laughs> you can't me, run away forever. You'll lose. It's like it's like an HNK where characters have mm-hmm. uh, infinites, and everybody knows that. And a big part of why people who like the game are playing the game is because it's interesting for them to find ways into the infinites when everybody knows the ways into the infinites, which, to be <laughs> fair, is a lot of ways for a lot of the characters. Uh, but like that, that makes, in my view, for like pretty interesting playing and viewing. I haven't played the game forever, but like I've still I've watched it. And it's cool to see, like, how everybody knows to not be in these situations. I, I don't know. It could be that way with this game. It also could be the case that they patch it and change it so that there's not infinite. I am 100% so. sure that some patches and changes will be coming. I mean, the devs have been pretty active on Twitter and such. Right, so. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, I, think, I think there's good stuff about the game. I think there's uh, bad stuff about the game that I would like to see changed. Uh, the thing that you guys, the things that you guys talked about, I think were the big ones for me, too. Um, but as far as, uh, as far as, um, having fun with it, I, I definitely enjoyed it and, uh, and it's, it's got more complexity than I think the character breakdowns made it seem. So I, I like that. But de- like I said before, the devs definitely seem like they're trying really, really hard <laughs> and <laughs> doing a lot of, making a lot of good decisions and have a lot of respect for original Melee. So, like I said, I like what I've seen just from the little bits of it that I've seen. But um, I I have confidence that the devs will do a lot of fixes and changes. So. All yeah, right. Anything to say on this one? Uh, I want to say no one can say I hate Melty because I brought you guys Majin Obama. You wanted Melty, I got you Melty, and we're about to bring him on now. Well, after a short break. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. And then uh, coming back with Majin Obama. Stick around, guys. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. I'm James, and I am joined by David and Tubo. And we are going to be joined by yet another fellow, uh, Mr. Majin Obama, let's bring him on here and say hello. There we go. Dude, y'all have y'all have really upped the production value since the last time I was on the show. Very, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. We we definitely trying to set up. James, James put a lot of it together. Oh, no, oh, it's James. James. Yeah, I'm <laughs> screwing it up. As soon right as now, the compliment too. comes. Dude, Who made uh, that transition screen? Who made that? James, uh, James that. I hired somebody to make that transition screen for us. So very nice. That, so, Never yeah. mind. James very hired nice. someone to do that. Yeah, that's so, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, he uh, Honestly, he won't take a lot of credit for it. But uh, Rick the Hado just kind of came in and was like, 
here's a treatment I think that might look good, and I just replicated the whole entire thing. That's so, true too. There we go. That so. is a very that is a very Rick the Hado thing to do. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. I can definitely imagine uh, that conversation. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that you can see on the bottom part of the screen right there. <laughs> so look, get get uh, hyped to talk about SEC that stuff. cheating, man. Get hyped SEC to talk about cheating, that stuff. AKA winning. Get AKA winning. Talk about that stuff. SEC cheating. Uh, here's here's <laughs> what we're gonna start with though. Is uh, we always start with talking about people's backgrounds. So if you could, please talk with us about how you got into fighting games in the first place, and then how you got into the competitive side of them and started taking them more seriously. Okay, so the first question how I got into fighting games at all, there's, like, I have the weirdest... There's, there's like, chapters of my life where I feel... This this sounds stupid as hell, but I, I feel like it was, like, a like fate or something, like, slowly telling me, hey, you should ruin yourself by playing these games and being bad at them for the rest of your life. You know, that kind of shit? So there's, like, multiple era <laughs> stages of my life where it's, it's like, the, 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 the wheels of fate were turning... <laughs> and they just guided me towards these games. And for whatever reason, maybe I maybe I like I got into it at that time and then dipped out or whatever, came back later, and another chapter happened. I've chronicled a lot of them on in various like story stories on YouTube. Yeah. There's, there's like too many. But I mean a quick rundown. Dude, me and my cousins used to just go at it uh in whatever in whatever era. Dude, like I remember being like six, seven years old at my grandma's house. They're playing Street Fighter 2. I'm like, what the hell? This like how do you, what the hell's even going on here? Quick summary, the origin, the, the true origin story is my cousins maybe like five or six years older than me, right? So we used to just go at it in whatever course, game. Yeah. Throughout mm-hmm. over the over the years. So he lived in he lived in Texas and I lived in Louisiana. But anytime we would he had kind of a rough childhood too. So whenever we would meet up, I guess it would be like uh it wouldn't be too too often. But whenever we did, we would just go at it in whatever game we were feeling at the time. Whether it was Madden two thousand one, Madden two thousand ninety nine, uh NHL for uh that hockey NHL hockey game for Sega Genesis, Street Fighter 2 was the one. And I remember he did me dirty in a way that I have never been. I, I haven't seen anyone or heard anyone do something this evil in real life. It's like some, some shit out of a manga or an anime. I remember he, my two younger cousins who were girls uh, were with. We were all at my grandma's house. And he had Street Fighter 2 for Genesis. And I guess I must have been just getting lucky and beating his ass. I had to be five years old. He had to be nine. You know, to me, it's like he can drive. He can drink alcohol. But, like, when you're that age, right? Yeah. I'm like, dude, he's a big kid. You know, I can't tell him shit. And I'm just clapping his cheeks in this. You know, I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm loving it. He called my two younger cousins in the room, taught them how to do special moves, and he would not tell me. I asked. I was like, how do I, <laughs> you know, how do I, how do I throw the fireballs or whatever? He's like, not telling you. <laughs> he told my little cousins, and then they came in the room and they were beating my ass. And I, there was just like, that's the that's the earliest memory I have of playing a, fi- a fighting game. Uh, there's a few more chapters to this shit, but it's way too much for this show. <laughs> Dude, it's it's um, always family and like relatives and, and siblings and stuff like that that get so many people into this man. You just want to beat them. I mean, like. That's like the Kayane story. It's the Sonic Fox story, right? So... <laughs> you know what's funny is, uh, so I, I guess because because it's COVID, COVID time. You know, like I haven't been able to go home for what a year and ten months, I guess, right? I uh, I actually called him maybe like a month or two ago. So I, I'm sh- I made a video about this. I'm getting an animated to put on my t- my YouTube. Oh, nice. But I, I 
I called him maybe like two months ago, and we were just talking shit. I just hadn't talked to him in a year and a half or whatever, right? And I, he, and I, I guess he saw one of my videos recently, and I told him that I was making one about that time that he did me dirty like that. And he was like, bro, I don't even remember that, but if I did that to you, you had to have been beating my ass real bad. I had to been real desperate. <laughs> like, like he he ba- like he kind of remembered, but not really. But to me, that was like that was a defining moment. You know how yeah. like how that, how that works. Yeah. You know? For him, for- it was Tuesday. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for you. But he just started. He was just me. dying laughing. I told him that that tickled him so that tickled him so hard. But uh, I guess speaking competitively, yeah. For me, when I started uh. When I started university at Xavier University of Louisiana in New Orleans, I was in the dormitory. What, and what year is in it? The, this is like 06. Oh, how old 06. are you? 06, yeah. So you're my age then. Oh, I'm, I'm, 30, I'm 33. Dude, oh, okay. you yeah, that, you're my age The way you said we're it. We're Yeah, we're youngin'. You, you made it sound like it was so long ago. God, it was like way back in 06. It was forever ago, bro. It was, actually. <laughs> bro, that, was 15, yeah. that was 15 years ago. <laughs> We're old as fuck. I, I think yeah, with, with modern with modern fighting game discords, it feels like it was forever ago. You know, it, I mean, it was like a long time to ago, me. To be honest, yeah. I, you so you say that, but like in my mind, I'm still like a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my mind, yeah, I, I know that's yeah. not true, but <laughs> I'm saying like to me, the like what's what's the term that everybody killed OG right? To yeah. me, OGs are like late '90s, early 2000 people. Yeah, I'm like the quote unquote new gen. You know what I mean? Like as somebody who came in in the early 2000s, I always feel like I'm the third generation, fourth generation, even something like that. So yeah, yeah. So you get it. On the other hand, like I am definitely OG compared to a lot of people. But I I don't even consider I don't even consider Alex Vi first generation. Like that's how long I've been in the scene, dude. (laughs) Niners stand up, baby. Yeah, I mean, like time is time is relative, right? Right. So like that makes sense, you know. The way you think about yourself, I'm like, dude, like, you know, pe- people like Hook and God's age, they're calling me old and shit. I'm like, dude, you don't even know, you don't even know the real old people, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm tell Hook and God anyway, to come I, talk to me yeah. if he wants to know about the old people, okay? <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> you know, like, boss. They, they, throw boss. Around, they throw around the word boomer real loosely these days. I'm they like, do. bro, y'all don't yeah. even know who the, y'all don't even know who the real uh, old people are anyway. But anyway, uh, I remembered, even through high school, I was always messing around with a few games like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3. In particular, I've, I've told this story too. James Chen, you you got my ass beat bad one time, man. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Those what? little those little documents you put on game FAQs, <laughs> I printed out a couple. I meant to just highlight a certain part and print out that one page. But shit, I ended up pr- printing up the whole 200 pages. And because you refused <laughs> to write number notation... You had to make the little joystick with the ASCII art and shit like yeah. that. Mm-hmm, that shit mm-hmm. took up like 300 pages, dude. That was a whole new ink cartridge. My dad came home one time. He said, what the hell is this, dude? I just bought new, a new pack of paper and new ink, <laughs> and you wasted it in one simple, in one button press? What the hell is this? <laughs> so thank you for that, James Chen. Yeah, thank no you. problem. Uh, someone, but, someone actually walked up to me one time and was like, look, I printed out your whole X-Men Street Fighter fact. And I have it in this binder, and I looked at him, and I was like, you killed a tree, dude. I was like, yeah. <laughs> why would you do Jeez. this? Right you, were down down cre- you were definitely uh, acing the creative writing in some of those, too. Oh, yeah. Like, some of the descriptions. Yeah. That you were, I, I still remember that very well. I mean, but, everybody, you know, knows, was, everybody knows the saber tooth, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. But I guess... um. 
I was I was in my that dormitory when I first started in in the like common area, I guess, in the in the in the bottom. You know, it was kind of like a tight knit dorm, not really that big or anything like that. They had the PlayStation Two and a Dreamcast. They had Marvel Third Strike, Guilty Gear XX, Soul Calibur Three, a couple other games. And I just remember, dude, we used to just go to class and then it would just be war every night, you know, pretty much. Cool. <laughs> and if you could stay on, you could stay on. And then eventually I was like, damn, I'm beating most of these dudes' asses. They're pretty dumb. Uh, shit, let me see what else is out there. Or let me see what I can learn to cheese them even harder than I already am. And then uh, eventually I started, you know, started going on SRK. Took me a year and a half. It was really weird. It took me like a year and a half to find the Louisiana thread. That's one of the biggest threads on old SRK forums, by the way. Is legit like one of the biggest on the website, one of the oldest. But uh, it was in the a weird region for for that. So I never saw it until like a like a year later, almost. But anyway, uh, I used to just go on there and just be try to learn random things. You know, like am I trying to do like ROM or am I trying to learn like this Iron? Man? Damn, I saw this Iron Man Infinite. You know, whatever. Uh, damn that the 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 Chun Perry. You know that got me into it or whatever. You know, I'm I'm part of that generation. You know, right. very much so. <laughs> You see the chum parry? Damn, I want to do the chum parry. You know, let me let me let me see what the how to do this, right? So you go onto the forums, you hang out on GD, mostly fighting game discussion, right? Just uh, read a bunch of that stuff. Then eventually, I was like, oh shit, there's actually an arcade not too far from here. Go to the arcade, and I eventually meet up with uh, like the, some of the real people, right? So you start going there. I start playing Marvel vs. Capcom two a little bit more, not seriously, but. Playing whatever I was playing as well as I could, you know, like Mega Man, Silver Samurai, Venom, or some shit like that. <laughs> Eventually, I meet up with people who were actually pretty good at the game, right? Like people like Chris Creasy, aka Magneto X, and they put me on. They pretty much put me on, dude. I had started playing Third Strike. The first tournament I went to, he probably doesn't even know this or remember this, but it was Vegeta X. He was a, a old Marvel Two player from the from New Orleans, right? Famous for like the Rogue Tron stuff. Uh, he ran a tournament out of a land center, and that was the first event I went to. I didn't even enter. I just came there just to watch him and play casuals. And that was like, yeah, this, I'm in this. You know, I'm about this. So from there, I was like, all right, got to pick a game. I was mostly dabbling around with, you know, most of the Capcom titles, like S ST, Third Strike, Marvel, I want to say, is what I gravitated towards to at the time. But eventually what I started to do was every few months, I would just get bit by a bug for one particular game and just kind of go in on it, you know? Like, damn, I'm really feeling Third Strike right now, you know? So it'd be like six to eight months just playing with the Third Strike folks. Maybe a few months, you know, there's a guy at school who I, I play Marvel with. Yo, know, fuck it. I think I'm going to try to learn a new team in Marvel. I want to be, you know, be able to, you know, clap him up. And it's just kind of just wash, rinse, repeat. Just going to local events like that. And then, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much my origin story. I went to Fun Arcade one night, and I picked Mega Man, Silver Samurai Venom, I got matched up against Chris Creasy. There's like 30 people behind us. There's a bunch of quarters on the monitor. And he's playing MSS. And <laughs> I give him the fucking business with Mega Man Silver Samurai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, that that's basically it. Like, I was okay. I was kind of hooked from then and there. You know, you uh, see the media and stuff like that. You know, the chun like I said, I'm Chun-Li Perry gen generation. I think about it in terms of that. I think now we kind of think about it in terms of games. Uh... You know, like what we say, like Niners for Street Fighter Four, folks. We, stri right, we say like yeah. there's DBFZ Gen now. I think there's like the st Strivers, the Street Fighter Five Gen. You have all these like games that I think produce really strong uh, groups of new entrants into 
our the the genre and our community, whatever you want to call yeah. it, right? The competitive space. Uh, for me, I think I'm a part of that, like that video gen. The Diego you know? Perry, okay. yeah, moment. Yeah, that was a big man, dude. I knew a lot of people in that same boat for sure. Yeah, a lot of people uh, got. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's rare. I don't think it's rare, no, right? It's, not. it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's among among it's that age for sure. Uh, so what what would you say were the games that you spent the most time with in competitive play? I don't mean just then. I mean like you know, if you think about your like fighting game play. I mean, clearly, Melty Blood, right? Um, competitively speaking, no, not so much. I'd say, <laughs> dude, that's a hard question to answer, man. I, 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 man, I don't even know. Well, give yeah, me I a mean, little like, small list. I mean, do you feel like you have a main game, like, or a main series that you played, kind of thing? No, that's the thing, man. I think I, since Jump, I've always been kind of multiplayer. Is that's cool. That's um, cool. What we said, like multi-game player, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I I caught on. Maybe initially there was a there was a point where I I kind of uh, had stronger bias towards Capcom titles. But, I quickly got around to the idea of. Man, it's not just about this one collection of games. It's this whole genre. They all have such. It's like a spice rack, you know. They mm. all have something interesting and cool that you can enjoy about each and every one of them. Yeah. And I kind of very quickly came around to that idea and the beauty of it, nice. you know, where even this like corny ass looking game from like 1990, you know, this who the hell is Sunsoft anyway? Oh, holy shit. This is Waka Waka 7. And it looks incredible. Sounds incredible. And it's actually pretty damn fun. You know, just like <laughs> that, that kind of ex that kind of experience. Uh, I don't know. I just I got on to very early on, especially, you know, when you get into things like Evo and when you get into watching, you know, yeah. SBOs and stuff like that, you just like, you know what? Like, dude, damn, this watching this game at high level, this shit was hype. I, shit, I, I kind of want to mess around with it now. You sit down with it, boot it up. I And it, it was just random to me. Like, random games. Fade Unlimited Code. Melty Blood. You know? You name it. It just... I, I can't... I don't know. That's a, that's a hard question for me, man. But I think probably based on time, I'm... Exerd Street Fighter 4 are probably up there. Okay, probably. But I mean, you don't need to narrow it down too much. I was just curious about the list overall. I mean, honestly, I think that's an awesome thing, though, because I mean, like, more yeah. people need to be that open when it comes to fighting games. You know, being able to try all the different games and stuff like that. So it's it really changes your perspective on the genre when you actually start to find the enjoyment out of all the different games like that. So I think that's really cool. So uh, uh, yeah, you. You know this by now. It's about falling in love with the process too, right? So right. you go through sure. the process of learning a game and the stress from that, the struggle from that or whatever. But you find like fun in that or like in the challenge that is associated with it. Yeah. Right. Uh, coming around to that idea and then just kind of like just not necessarily copy pasting that that approach, but just like being able to enjoy that with whatever. You know, that's something that I, I think I, I caught on to very early, and I, I'm not sure if a lot of people are able to do that now. It doesn't seem that way, I guess, based on dialogue. Yeah. But that was just kind of the way that I came up, and I guess the, the community also uh, kind of reared me on that, too. I mean, in, in the era that you were talking about getting involved, uh, it, the USFGC was very Capcom-heavy. I was that way at the time as well. Uh, I mean, I certainly knew people who were playing other games, but that was the bulk of it. And mm -hmm. then as as things... Uh, developed and new games came out that's you know i didn't see other games uh, maybe tekken aside tekken like long time obviously but uh, other than that 2d games it was very capcom heavy until i don't know 09 
10 maybe things started to to diversify at least in the US. Um so what I I've, would I agree with that and I would say I would even take that a step further until like a couple years ago. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say in like, 09 it was all Street Fighter 4 and then 2011 it was all Marvel. Yeah. I'm thinking, so, I'm thinking about Blaze Blue. I'm thinking about people importing say, gear at that oh, at that yeah. time. That's fair. I mean, yeah. honestly, I would like, say. Oh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I agree with that, but then it happens like to an or an order of magnitude higher. Mm-hmm. I think now. I think like oh, yeah. in terms of that perspective, I think that I feel like now it's crazy, dude. I mean, y'all brought me on here. What talk about Melty Blood, right? I don't think <laughs> anybody, but or, but honestly, we don't even. You can cut it off at Melty Blood. You don't have to. Like Guilty Gear is this way too. I don't think right. anybody who was playing those games 10 years ago, 15 years ago, would have ever imagined in 2021 they get a new title and there's 30,000 people or 13,000 people playing those yeah. games respectively yeah. on Steam at yeah. one given moment. You're right. That shit's crazy. Yeah. I mean, in, in a weird way, I feel like Street Fighter V having one of the worst launches in, in fighting game history actually kind of did a lot of the other games favors because it really pushed people i feel like to a lot of other games you know uh, it kind of took the sheen off of street fighter 4 with that and marvel as that kind of dominating kind of uh uh, franchise i feel like so you know that's an interesting perspective james just because i feel like maybe in the west it's had that effect Mm, but in japan you know and i'll put this out there one of the lame things about japan now to be honest with you, aside from the fact that, you know, I, I'm out here, but to be honest with you, fighting games are just not that big here anymore. They're mm. not the gaming market. The 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 i like the idea of like Japanese players gravitating towards fighting games. I think it's just a very different like landscape right now mm-hmm. here. And one of the lame things, kind of about it, to be honest with you, is while you say that about Street Fighter Five in with the West. I think one of the greatest tragedies of Street Fighter V is how all the JP talent here, they're all rate like with like 90% consistency, they only play Street Fighter V now. Yeah. Yeah, that, there has there been There are a players who yeah. players who categorically are insane multi-game specialists, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. Tokido, Tokido Machibo, Machibo becoming a largely yeah. Street Fighter That's V true. player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of Mago. Like, Mago for sure. There's just, a lot of just, and that's just Gigo, an interesting probably. like observation, right? With just like yeah. kind of the difference in how it's played out. Well, uh, okay, and mean, there's obviously reasons for that too, both economically yeah, is, and yeah. There's there's a lot of different reasons for that. That's but what I want to know. Yeah, funny how it works out. I think that is. Well, I, mean, uh, I think there's a few reasons. So first of all, like you, know, especially with the uh, recently, right? Like Street Fighter League has been a big focus. There's been players who like have kind of avoided playing anything else. Uh, because they they want to compete in Street Fighter League, and if you're if you get caught playing something else, and then you do poorly in Street Fighter League, right? That's like, oh, are you really a pro? You have to understand one of the big things about this, and you guys can remember this from a couple years ago, is when this whole Jesu thing and the pro license thing was happening. A lot of that's that conversation revolved around what the image of a pro is. What does that even mean? What the idea of a pro in the scope of JP society is? That kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? So if you're in Street Fighter League. You're expected to be performing and playing Street Fighter Five, you know, at your best. But then I check your stream and you're playing Smash Brothers. What is like? What are you doing? What are you really doing? You know? Right. Though to be fair, that's one of the hype things about Momochi winning that tournament a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All he did was play Smash Brothers the week before, right? <laughs> but that's uh, 
it's just kind of an interesting, I think, difference in how it's kind of yeah. shaken down based on regions, you know? Whereas you see a lot of Western players now, they're a lot more focused on on building their own... I hate to use this term, but you guys know what I mean. Like, building a brand, you know? Yeah. They, they make... Making whether it's making videos, streaming, both ideally, talking shit on Twitter, whatever, right? Having an opinion, like all this kind of stuff to be able to build themselves into something, and that's something that's kind of ramped up in the West, I think, in the past year or two, yeah. specifically. Especially uh, because of the pandemic, and, yeah. And yo, props to the and props to the young gen, young gen, man. For sure, Punk is streaming Melty Blood right now, dude. They're willing to try shit. For sure, and. I don't, and I don't think that was the case that that much ten years ago. You know, absolutely not. You're right. But they're willing to try stuff, especially in this era, that a lot of, uh, you you don't see as much over here. You know, it's just I mean, an interesting kind of difference that, in, with the way. Yeah. It clearly just shows that drip doesn't matter. So that's that's <laughs> great. Or or the most profound question: What even is what is drip? Yeah, what right. is this better question? I mean, uh, that's, <laughs> we, we could have a whole stream on that. We could have a whole stream on that. From my perspective here, I, I mean, the, I, the I, way I killed it in a six-minute video, dude. You can't, you ain't, you get me. I watched it. I watched. I'm subbed. I watched. Don't, don't yeah, get to me. Yeah, I, I same, already know. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I'm as far as my perspective from here in the U.S. Uh, the way that I see Japan, and please let me know if this, if this is right or or if, if not. Um, my view is that the scene there is more um, sort of sort of bifurcated in, in a sense. So in the U.S. we have and, and have long had community tournaments and kind of very gradual grassroots is getting up to a higher like kind of level of esports and and now it's different. But but even at the same time, that grassroots is still there. Obviously, grassroots always existed in Japan, but not with the tournaments in the same way, just due to the laws there. And so you didn't have the development of these community organizers that were making big tournaments that allowed players to um, travel, play with each other, make money, importantly. And and instead, what has kind of happened instead is that you have very uh, uh, money-heavy, top-down kind of organizations instead, Jesu and um, Street Fighter League, for example, uh, that are that are there instead. So, so this kind of hollow middle is my view of it, of... of Arcade grassroots, nothing, e- big esports, and what's the middle? I don't know. Whereas in other parts of the world, it feels to me like we do kind of have more the balance. middle as well. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, little bit better, better balance. So in talking about the players um, who aren't in, who left other games to play Street Fighter League, etc., I feel like that's why there's no, there's no middle. There's, it's hollowed out for them. Yeah. Is, do, do you feel like this is accurate? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's part of the equation in. But again, to me, when I when you start to sit down and think about it, I, it feels like a grandfather clock. There's so many gears and like moving parts inside that you just you've settled on one gear. You know, like for sure, especially with the transition from these ti- these titles to arcade as a main platform to not. You know, right. uh, that's something that's something else that's come into play, especially since yeah. that's something that I think Japan really struggled with S Street Fighter Five early on was there weren't a lot of offline venues to play at. And you, there was no arcade version, right? So that's something that's a little bit different now, I think. Uh, but generally, st- still, that, and also, I'd say how how dependent they are on like a few key figures too. Mm. Uh, there's a few people out here, man, who they pretty much run all the events, and like Matsuda-san, the guy that runs like Co-op Cup, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, dude is he? He's got to be deadlifting six hundred raw, dude. He like his back is just like, I mean, he carries this, <laughs> you know. 
It, <sighs> and and I'm not going to say there's nobody, but I don't see people stepping up to that same level to feel right. like, you know, to feel that same that same level of, of commitment or 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 carry like that is the thing. Okay. And I'm not sure that there's a lot of maybe drive to do that. I I can't imagine. I don't know. It's it's a hard it's a hard combo just because there's so many layers to it. To be honest with you, you know you like you were saying, David. I think there's also the aspect of because there wasn't that middle ground where there's maybe some kind of way to make some monetary return like that. Uh, aside from you know certain events that were held and sponsored, and they had a, a prize that you could sell back or something. You know. For that reason, when you ha- introduce then the idea of you're a pro, salary, all this other stuff, you know, security, all this other stuff, that's so attractive to them. And that I, I think that it makes a lot of sense for them to just buy into that so hard the way they did from Street Fighter V launch up until now. I mean, I, you know? I feel like... Whereas it, in the... Hmm. No, I was about to say, isn't that's kind of like just Japan culture, right? Professionalism, like, you know, the job, you got to do the thing, right? It, it, it's like, it's not as much, it doesn't seem to promote as much kind of like a, a casual interest in it. If you go in, you have to go in all the way, kind of, right? No, Momochi talked about it a lot in his, uh, he wrote a, t- like, not a twit long, you know what I mean, like an ever, I was mm-hmm. some, some write-up, like uh, two or three years ago where he talked about it. Uh, and yeah, that's that's a big part of that conversation is the perspective of games in Japan, right? Like, yeah. oh, you just play games versus I'm a professional. There's a nuance to that here that they really value and that they really want to change and build. Whereas in, you know, in America, I don't give a shit, dude. You know, like, I mean, I try explaining to my parents what I do. I, I, I sound like Harry Potter to these people. You know, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. We, I, I just, I make videos and do shit. I don't know. You know, well, but well, well, speaking like, of, I mean, like we're we're kind of going off on a tangent. Can you talk to us about your content creation? How this started? I mean, your stream has been killing it. YouTube numbers are going up. What's? How did this start? When did you like, you know, decide this is what you want to do, or is it something that just kind of happened? I still don't really even consider my. I don't. I hate that term, content creator. I still don't even consider my. <laughs> I'm just dude who likes fighting games. That's it. Like, okay. I really, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I really, cause in my head, I cut it off at that. Uh, and the whole thing was, um, originally, like, I guess with YouTube, to me, I was more worried about the stuff. Maybe there were some issues with Twitch for, for a little while where I was c- concerned, like, maybe if some, you know, if something happens to this website, I'd like to continue streaming or something like that. So I maybe just, you know, put this in the, on the back burner and then it's, there's a lot of reasons for it, you know, but, uh. To me, originally, I I started streaming. What was the first stream I did? I think I played Cory in the house for Nintendo DS or some shit like that. I don't know. I was just <laughs> I, just, I just turned it. I t- I turned it on just just to like mess around. Uh, I think like some Guilty Gear thing was coming out soon, so I, I I turned that on. I watched that or I did Netplay or something like that. But for a lot of this stuff. I dude, that's a bad question, dude. I kind of just make. I'm just, I'm kind of just doing my own thing, man. I, I don't even know anymore, to be honest. With you. But <laughs> what I realized is that it's important when you talk about um how you want the scene to grow or how you want a game to grow or anything like that. I think what's become more important now is coming up with ways to share with other people why you think they should care about this thing. Or why you're so excited about this thing. 
that I think is something that fighting games, specifically like, you know, the like the people that play fighting games, I think that's a kind of middle ground that was missing for a long time. Or I can't say missing, but you know, was was not uh, as strong as it could have been for a few not years. Not as emphasized. And I think when you look Yeah, yeah when you, and when you look at, at when you look around and you see like damn Smash community, they've got all these people just talking shit, making videos, and people are engaging with it, they're talking about it. You get to see how much that contributes to macro level growth. You know, you really get a get a get a get the like a, a bird's eye view of it, and I think maybe it didn't really hammer it in for me until I started working for for Liquid, right? Where I'm looking at all of a sudden I'm I'm looking at fighting game like stream numbers, I'm looking at, uh, you know, various figures related to our game. I'm like, holy shit, dude! Like we are doing nothing. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> we're tr- you're trying to get. I'm I'm excited over like uh, over this figure, you know, for this one game doing, and it's like, dude, that is like a drop of water in the ocean. That's nothing, right? Yeah. So I guess for me, I don't I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird question to answer for me. I guess just I, if I can contribute in my own way, I want to. You know, right. I just want to. I guess okay. my thing is share why I think certain things are cool with other people. Yeah, that's all. It's it's the best way to promote anything. Is to be excited about it yourself and show people why it's fun to do, fun to be in. So, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, some of the yeah, coolest so stuff somebody in chat together. said it, dude. For, what's up? No, go, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you talk, you talk, go. I was gonna you. say, I think that some of the coolest stuff that you do is actually not like directly fighting game related. It's it's the stories that you have that are like in many cases like about a fighting game, or like the fighting game is like tangential in the story, and and mm. instead it's like more like about your experience or like you know a funny way of telling it that kind of stuff that is i would imagine is is a big part of bringing people in who then hopefully some of them care about fighting games right because there's other stuff that you do that is more directly fighting game related right yeah sometimes it's it's not necessarily about like the direct angle right you know sometimes it's about getting someone based off of a tangent like you said and then when it comes time for you to talk about okay you know, for example, like you you like uh this one like TV program or something like that. You talking about that, some one random person catches you talking about that or playing that game. Gushing. And then when you come back to this game that you that you want, if that one more person sticks around for that, let's say they get interested, they they buy the game. Okay, that's a dub. Oh, they signed up for a tournament? Double dub. They right. actually traveled to an event, you know, th- that's like isn't that that's worth it to me? Like that, I, if I, you can contribute to growth in even in that way, that's not insignificant, you know. Yeah, I was streaming Melty Blood recently, and someone's like, "Should I get this game?" And I was like, "Dude, it's pretty fun. I mean, how how does it look to you?" And then later on the stream, is like, "All right, I bought the game." So <laughs> there you go. That is definitely. But cool. uh, a can real you- quick question: uh, Do you mind staying on for a lot longer? than the half an hour here i mean we don't want to take up all of your time or anything like that but obviously Listen, man i want to nah, take man, your whole I, day, I gotta, day if you got stuff to talk about let's go i gotta go to the studio early anyway man so you know hell with it man let's go let's okay, go just put sweet. the put the two you want to do pti put the two minute drill on me i'm gonna put the 15 <laughs> i'm gonna put 15 minutes oh, back I, I, on the clock here so we'll see. i don't know if he has 15 i don't know 15 yeah well, i mean one question i really wanted to ask you though was what was the decision for you to move to Japan? Like, how was that decision made? And like, 
uh, I mean, like, what was the goal when you first moved to Japan? <laughs> oh, dude, it's uh, don't ask me that. I'm gonna sound real stupid. I just want to play fighting games in arcade. What are you talking about? James, that why he like went the... to college? That's the James, yeah. Uh, why did that's... you Why did you go to college where you went to college? I went to UCLA because they had the best arcade. Yeah, buzz off, man. You know how it is, dude. dude I was like, abs- that's you know what I was about what? to say. I feel like taking a little vacation. Dude, where am I gonna like, go? That's what uh, I was about to say. That's the to best. That's the best reason to move to Japan that I think I've heard, dude. Like that's that's awesome. Because you know, for a long time, my goal was I wanted to win an SBO call. That was one okay. of my one of my goals for a long time. So I was like, damn, uh, you know, obviously it went the way of the dodo before that was a reality. Yeah. But sure. I was like, you know what? Take an extended vacation. I had out to Japan. I'll go- Shit, I'll go to SBO. Not the way I wanted to, but, you know, hell with it. I'll go. And just messed up, started staying longer. Then, <laughs> like, fast forward nine years, you know, I'm still here. It's been nine years. Forward now. nine years. Yeah, <laughs> still, a, still on vacation, man. Still on vacation. So, I that's mean, do cool. you have I like a do you have a visa or anything like that at this point, or not? Or yeah, I got a I got a big yeah I got a big dub earlier this year. I got a I I don't have to do teaching or anything like that. I'm I'm good on that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Got a three, got a three year actually. Got pretty lucky. Nice work. I mean, um, how, how do you, how are you enjoying it though? I mean, being able to, because I mean, clearly right now, you and Giuna are like the main representatives of you know uh, English speaking audiences for Japan and for how the the culture is there, and so you kind of are, you know, like I don't, I, I, I spokesperson is not the word I'm looking for, but you're like one of the authorities, the face of, yeah, yeah uh, the face of like the Japan scene for a lot of English speakers and stuff like that. Like, is that something that you take a lot of pride in or is it just like, Hey, it just fell into that way. And it wasn't really a goal or anything like that. No, it wasn't necessarily a goal at first. Uh, you just, you know, if you, it, the thing is, if you have a vested interest with some of the stuff, you just kind of, it just kind of naturally happens, right? You just turn into a bridge, kind of. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Like, even, like, commentary, I had zero interest in ever doing commentary. The first, you want to know the first time I ever did commentary? I went to Mikado, I set up an exhibition, I was like, I want to see these dudes, two dudes fight. I'll let Giuna do commentary. And then he was like, oh, I can't do it. I got, like, Beast TV or something. That I was like, well, shit, I guess I'll do it. But I did that just... For no reason other than like, oh, I just wanted to see this. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it kind of just went from there. You know, it wasn't like so, so little of that stuff is planned. It's just you have a vested interest in this, or you're this is something that you mm, that you'd like to do. Naturally, I think it's 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 not strange for you to kind of uh, be a bridge for people or ideas or that kind of thing you know, promotion, whatever. All right. Well, people would be very upset if we brought you on here and we didn't ask you, what do you think about Melty Blood and what do you think about the shield? <laughs> um, Shield in particular, I'll start with that. It is very heavy Exert Sign 1.0 Blitz Shield vibes. I've got mm. that vibe from the very beginning, mm. although I do think it is less cohesive right now. I think the I'll be honest with you. I might sound stupid. I don't. I don't know. People blow up over anything these days. But I think what's missing right now from some of the way, some of the multi blood systems is compared to let's say Uni, since James brought that up earlier. Because right now I do feel uh, 
if I can backtrack for a second, my initial expectation for this game was not NBA CC2. I was expecting a kind of just middle ground between Melty, which was they made that game one. 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Most recent version is like, what, 10 years ago now? Versus Undernight, right? right? I was expecting a kind of healthy middle ground. Because Undernight in particular is going to represent some of their more modern development ideas and perspectives. So I was expecting something in the middle. For me, personally, right now what it feels like is, rather than be directly in the middle, I do think it's skewed a little bit towards... Uni or Dengeki or something like that, but with some melty movement sprinkled in, with uh, mm. like melty pressure concepts sprinkled in, not necessarily the way they play out, but even like some systems, right? Like the shield system. But that was one that reminded me most of Exorcist 1.0 Blitz Shield for a few reasons. I think one of the things that's wrong with it right now is low shield kits as mids as well as as lows. Yeah, that's also something that I think was with Blitz Shield in 1.0. Um, I think what the game lacks in certain parts right now is cohesion, system cohesion. What I mean by that is when you play Uni, right, you have the grid system that's locked to all these different actions, right? But right now, shield is kind of just there. You can just do it. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just do it, and then if it's successful, you get this, re- this reward. But you, if it's successful, you can use... of the moon gauge to do this, you know, involved dash through attack or whatever. What I think would be interesting, and I think would kind of curb a lot of people's uh, feelings right now, because I I feel like with moon drive specifically and shield, my initial feeling is that it's a little too much, quote unquote. Not too much in that, like, their, their potential is that high, but maybe like too reoccurring in a match. Shield system for me right now doesn't bother me per se, but I would like it if maybe shield cost moon gauge to do. Right? So similar to blitz shield, right? You need a 25 you need a 25% meter to do it, and then if it hit, you got 12.5% back, right? Something like that I think could make shields feel a little bit heavier and more slightly more committal to do, even more so than they already are. I mean, e- I believe- even if if you, if you have more moon gauge, I think shield recovers faster, right? So yeah, so it's connected in that way. It right? is connected at least but, a little bit. Yeah, at least a little bit. But what I'm looking for, I think in future versions and revisions of the game, is more cohesion like that. Okay. I and mean, even, even if I it would was, say like, beyond if, an A oh. launcher or a C launcher, right? I think it'd be cool if they added more options, maybe. So, for example, in the older game, you had shield bunker, which you could do shield and then you do a another move that launches for them and you can do I think putting a spin on that even where let's say you had another metered option that was tied to moon gauge so if you have like 10% moon gauge you can do this option that cannot be re- reshielded but doesn't give damage just knocks down or something like that right. so you can okay now I take my turn uh, so that way there's already the options are kind of weighted but you add more weighted options I think that would make it a uh, more interesting, I think. Especially if it was more of those were tied to the moon gauge. Also, moon drive, right? I think it happens too often is the problem. Mm. What I think would be really cool is if they made it, instead of 50% minimum, make it 100. That way I have to actually save my moon skills. It's another meter I have to manage. And then when I activate it, it feels special. You know, it feels like right. it's a 
uh, a, a, it feels like an option that I earned. I, sure. I hate to say it that way, but you know what I mean. I hear you. I mean, I, I feel like even if they added something similar to uni, like let's say you do get hit out of the shield because you shielded the wrong direction or they throw you, you could shatter your moon gauge and you don't gain moon gauge and you can't shield again for a while or something like that. Like bigger punishment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so stuff like that, I think is what I'm looking forward to seeing out of future versions of the game. Or that, and then of course this is like day five impression, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm already exactly, thinking yeah. about stuff like that, you know, uh, coming from NBA CC, uh, to this game, there were already like some systems and mechanics that were not present, which is to be expected, I think, yeah. just with uh, with new fighting games, right? Especially if they're kind of supposed to be a, like a reboot. But I think thinking about some of those mechanics and how they would work in this game makes me really excited, even if they just add in like one or two back, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, stuff like circuit break or sidestep or those kinds of mechanics, I think, would be really interesting. In Japan, obviously Japan has a bigger Melty Blood scene than the U.S. does. How are the veteran Melty Blood players reacting to Type Lumina right now, uh, as far as you can tell, in the early five days, you know? Oh, uh, it's been mostly positive. I think uh, reception here has been positive. You say the community is super large here, but to be honest with you, I'm not so sure anymore. I, it's oh, like I was alluding to okay. before, dude. I think, like, with, with po- game population numbers... I don't think Japan is that spot anymore. I think it, hmm. a lot of these games are carried by the Western fan bases, huh. to be honest with you. Interesting. Uh, but for a lot of the legacy players that have been playing so far, a lot of them seem really pleased. Um, I, it, I will say there's, there, the complaints, quote-unquote complaints that I've seen, is people saying stuff like similar to what I just said, right? Like, Moon Drive is a little too much. I've seen some people propose maybe only one per round or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, damn, like a uh, shield RPS game is crazy. Maybe, you know, I haven't seen anything like I, I can't say I've seen anything like terribly negative, though. The only okay. thing that kind of strikes me is kind of like what I was saying. It's melty. It's a new melty blood, but this game is very much its own thing. It is not. It does not feel like uh I think there's there's certain things about it that feel NBA, you know, like old Melty, but in a lot of ways it's very much its own thing. Uh, I I think I, I've seen I've seen that as well. It's similar to how Strive is, right? You know, it's Guilty Gear, but it's very much its own thing, right? So, well, I'll be honest with you, that's the part that's really messing with me. I I I'm like, dude, am I just a complete batshit crazy hypocrite? Like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like. Dude, why do I vibe with this game so much harder than I did with uh with Stry? <laughs> and then like there's so many parallels, but it's just like it's with. I think what I can kind of say is it to me it just feels like in different spices and in different ways. Yeah. And for some reason this one just this one just sits better with like dude I, it just sits better in my stomach than than the other one. I, I can't explain it. I, well, I mean I, they're 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 similar willing... only in the sense. I'm uh, dude. I'm on. I'm on. You can die. I am a complete idiot and a hypocrite. I I have no <laughs> idea what the hell is wrong. No, 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 they're, no, no. They're no, similar no. in the sense that they're new takes on old games, but the games right. themselves yeah. are not similar. Like, there's a ton of differences, very obviously, between yeah, Strive and, and Type Lumina. Right, right. But I don't think that's yeah. what I mean, Obama's saying, though, right? I mean, it's more just like you're okay with Melty Blood being different than the previous one, whereas the Strive one bothers you a little bit more, right? 
Yeah, that's kind of the like what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm, but, and I'm not sure why one sits so much more pleasantly than the other. I mean, because yeah. you, you like one and you don't like the other as much. I, it doesn't yeah, I mean, like, yeah. There's nothing. There's no question. <laughs> I don't about know if there's that. more I mean, there not, than that. I, my I, intention was look, not. I get try, that. I'm I not, didn't I'm mention. Not that. I'm, I didn't mention Guilty Gear to try to call you out. Or I was just saying, like from my perspective, it's very kind of a similar kind of. Listen, thing, man, so. I'm calling no, you out. Shive is God. Like you're a hater, dude. No drip. I was plus all you. I mean, I was lying in my bed last night. I'm like, I was lying in my bed last night. I'm like, what if they ask me about that? I'm like, what the hell am I gonna say, dude? I look like complete, complete idiot. You know, dude, I just like oh, I'm, dude, there's no there's no there's no like requirement for consistency that just because you like the new version of one game you need to like the new version of another like right. just not you guys so, clearly you guys clearly don't exist. understand FGC Twitter you guys so clearly I, don't so understand FGC Twitter David David I get what you're saying especially when you say something like I like this with likes and with the fears certain things with like with people are exempt from rationale. You know, it's just like subjective. Can, I can't, it's inherently subjective. I can't tell you why I love MTV's The Challenge. It's awful, but I, I'll be damned if I don't watch it every goddamn week. You know, I it just <laughs> it, there's something about yeah. it. Yeah, I apologize. I Sorry, explain. too late. There's gonna be an EH article. You know, Majin Obama hypocrite. You know, kind well, of. Nah, we're on Kotaku. You're but, getting wrote up but on Kotaku right away. That's a personal thing with me. Is like, I get really bugged when I can't even. Like it, with inc- inconsistency, really bugs me, you know. It's not and inconsistent. I think normally I'm pretty consistent. So when I come across something that, even if it doesn't have to be, I can't even find like the consistent rationale myself. That bugs me. Right. Like, I mean, like, I, I think some of the consistency is just whether you subjectively like it. Like, if there's, I mean, you don't need to make it worse than that. I mean, it's honestly, too, is that <laughs> someone in the chat? Is. Someone in the chat maybe even says that you know maybe the reason is you do hold Guilty Gear to a higher standard, right? Like Guilty Gear is like, you know, is like Guilty Gear, and you wanted the new Guilty Gear to well, really. That can't be true because Strive is amazing, and Godlike. Yeah, I don't. So I don't. I don't think it's ha- it has to do with higher standards because to me, at the end of the day, dude. I'll be honest with you. I just, I think because you play fighting games, you get used to like thinking, putting them on a pedestal, or because mm-hmm. you play this series, you get used to. I, to me, it's just like that's just another fighting game. Yeah. Like Guilty Gear is just another fighting game, just like Tekken is another game, just like Street Fighter is another game, just like I this. And of course, there's differences within the histories and inverted and all that other stuff if you really want to get into that. But like to me, it's just another game. It's not, it, ha- it doesn't have anything to do with that. Okay. I think it's just with. Uh, maybe a certain level of bias or comfort with what they gravitate towards. So, like, for me, I like Uni. So, if the game skews a little bit towards Mel- <laughs> Uni, and I was yeah. expecting it in the middle, like, I'm like, cool, shit, you know, basically a new yeah, Friends Break yeah. game, I don't really care, you know, yeah. works for me. Whereas, <laughs> if it skews a little bit towards something that maybe, uh, that was further away from what I was expecting or what I would expect, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Expectations mm-hmm. sets maybe, a lot. Maybe that hasn't. Yeah, expectations sets a yeah, lot. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else that you want to get to that we haven't talked about in any of these veins? Yeah. Uh, what else did y'all talk about this show so far? You talked about what the Nick game. You yeah. talked Nick about. Yeah. Sora. Let's Sora. Do, dude, just give me a Sora, BTI. Give me Malky. a two-minute drill. Just let me shoot for two minutes. All right. Sora. Uh, is Sora cool? Yo, Kingdom Hearts one. Start the timer, James. Start the timer. <laughs> <laughs> two, minute, two minute drill. Two minute drill. Sora. Okay. 
Sora. Sora. Go. I'll tell you, dude, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Best moment of the series is when he's in the Tron world. Tron jumps in the vat of the virus, and uh, they he he tells him goodbye and shot him. Dude, I drew real-life tears when that happened. They put Sora in Smash. Congratulations. You guys deserve it. It's really cool. I think it's really surprising. The fact that they got Disney to okay the logo, it's really weird. But you know what's crazy to me is they do a Smash announcement. I feel like for the first time in three years, Twitter hasn't blown up afterwards. There's not a bunch of... You know, like, every time they, they release a character, there's just an inherent <laughs> war on social media. Just yep. like, there's the Western fans versus the versus the, uh, the Asian fans when when the Dragon uh, Quest guy com comes through. They're like, yeah, yeah, who the yeah. hell is this? Banjo's this who the hell is this? Like, you don't know who this is? This is the clip. This, this is the original, you idiots. You know, there's just, like, there's all these wars. <laughs> right. Like, what the hell is this Banjo-Kazooie bullshit? You're old as shit, you know? Screw you, I want Master Chief. There's all this shit every time. Alright, KOF 15, crazy. cool yeah, yeah. or not? I was gonna KOF ask 15, if KOF 15 is. Cool KOF 15, it feels floatier, a little bit slower than 14, but it feels good. I'm not gonna lie to you, I am not a huge fan of the overall, of the aesthetic direction, but the game is very vibrant, it jumps off the screen, the colors are very good. Uh... It looks a lot better in motion than what I think a lot of people are expecting, and a lot, and even I was expecting. So far, it feels a bit more streamlined, a little bit, a little bit more lenient, in my opinion. Shatter Strike is the new mechanic, and so far, it looks to be pretty strong. It's basically Red Focus, if you're not uh, yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Imagine they just put Red Focus at KOF. Right. That's basically it. Uh, you can combo into it. It gives half a bar on hit on return, though. So I think there's some. Maybe a little few people are kind of wondering, like, maybe that's a little bit too strong, especially if max mode is two bars. 2006, like, SEC or Pac-10, which one's stronger? That specific year? Who won in 06? I'm just saying this you can't argue with drill, buddy. You're running out of record. time. Florida. Winning, Florida won. Florida won the national championship in 06. I was going to ask, too. I was going to ask uh, who he thought was going to win the Street B Fighter League in Japan. The but BCS saga. BCS saga is over. Uh, that's a dub, dude. We're we're on to the next one. On to the next one. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Honestly, what? 20, not... 2019. I was, you know, the David. The I can't. I, I have no. There's, I was obviously America. over. Obviously, SEC is stronger than Pack at this point. The last night I was in America. Do you know what I did? Hmm. I went to the LSU championship football game. Oh, oh sick, dude! That's that. sick. That was my. I literally got on the plane the next morning. That was That's the last awesome. Super <laughs> sick, dude. That's well, cool. I, I ask everybody this question, and since you have kind of two of them, where did Majin Obama come from, and where did Tootie Jazz come from? I have no idea. I used to get banned on SRK a lot, so I just had to make a new name like every other month. So All right, because I, I was asking people, like, what was your name on SRK? Because I couldn't remember. Cause, and, then, and then this actually makes way more sense that it was something different. I have, like... I had like four accounts, dude. All right, like, I don't feel like, as bad just, now. All right, good. <laughs> like regularly got banned. Majin Obama came. I I used to just change my card name, uh, in in the arcades here. That's a that's a relatively new name, right? So I used to just change my card name to random shit. Like I don't know, like I'd be Sexual Chocolate one week. Uh, this, you know, Booty and Toes the next week, whatever, right? So I just changed Majin <laughs> Obama one time. I entered a tournament and I beat someone I shouldn't have had, shouldn't have beaten in the tournament. And it was a big deal. And from then on, you know, that's the, you know, the, you know, the thing, man. When, have Obama. you seen P? Have you met people in the community that try to change their name? And you're like, dude, it I am not works. calling you, uh, 
Yeah, like no one that? is calling Potter robust. Crack-fiend. No one is calling no. Potter robust. Crackfiend has tried to change his name twelve times, and everybody's like, "No, I'm like, we're bro, not." Bro, you, you are not crack. You are Crackfiend for life, dude. Stop changing your goddamn that's, name, yeah, bro. That's your name. We are not. Like, we don't play that shit, dude. You are Crackfiend. So, right. You know. Are you, are you happy? Are you Get happy a being on your lower back? Are you happy being Majin Obama now? <laughs> Absolutely not, dude. That is the, one of the most challenging experiences. Is yeah. it's it's actually ass. To be perfectly honest, it's ass. I mean, when you when you're in real life situations and you have to like introduce yourself or something, you're like, oh, this is Majin Obama. Like, bro, I can't sit that shit with a straight face. Bro. I just no, call, I like, no, people, people. My name is Tupperware. It's definitely not worse than Tupperware, like, right? I think it's, it's worse. Tupperware, though. I mean, it's not as bad as Digital Devil 4GK, but it's it's bad. <laughs> what, it's pretty bad. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. bad. Well, what about I mean, uh, there was there was one year I was traveling in the I was in the airport with a bunch of JP players, and they're just like, I don't. know, We got separated or something. And they're just like shouting Obama, Obama in the airport. <laughs> We're in the middle of America, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, oh, they mean me. <laughs> I just love looking. At, there's a bunch of people just looking around. And like, Obama. Like, no. no, it's it's me. Oh, oh, yo, that's like out of a movie. That's amazing. That's great. Uh, where hey, 2D, 2D jazz. What's that 2D about? Mago used to be what 2D God Jet? Yeah, like yeah. Ma- 2D Mago. What was that? Was his name? 2D God. Ma- yeah, 2D from, God from New Orleans, from Louisiana. Yeah, Jazz, just 2D God. Yeah, what gotcha. cool. Just threw right. just threw it on there. I just like okay. That's a, that's awesome. There's not a lot of mystery, man. Right. Sometimes there's a lore. Sometimes there's a deep background. There's, yeah, you have sometimes no deep lore. lore. All right, posted, dude. You know. Hey, they, please to plug yourself. Where can people watch and hear you? Uh, Twitch.tv/slash Majin Obama. YouTube search Majin Obama. It'll come up. But you know, uh, shit. There's there's so many people doing so many cool things, man. Just uh, whatever whatever you're about. Don't talk about it. Actually show up for it. Actually show out for it. Because there's people making stuff for it probably. Just support whatever you you, you think is fun, whatever you think is cool. Just go with it. Amen. And if you ever want to find him, just walk around randomly and shout out Obama. And uh, you'll find him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Don't do that. Awesome. All right, man. But thank you for out. coming on here. Thank you. Honestly, for coming on, man. Anytime you want to come back on, let us know. We'll get you on here. We'll we'll get you talking. Yeah, just shoot so. me, man. All right, shoot me good. a message, man. Anytime. Y'all be have easy. a good day. All good morning. Right. Later, homie. Oh man, dang. We could uh, we could we probably could have went time. for another like 15, 20 minutes. Dude. I, bro, I told you in the Discord. I was like, we should just let him talk. The last Evo Japan I went to, uh, he and I hung out, and obviously everybody hung out after Evo Japan. Um, and anyway, I was blitzed, and uh, uh, I had to go pee in some bushes, or as you do, as you do. And in Japan, terrible idea, David. In go Japan. on. And and he was and he was like checking up on me to make sure it was okay. So anyway, I go do that, and I come back, and I was like, "Hey, man, thanks for like hanging out." I was like, real real drunk. And he was like, oh, yeah, no problem, dude. Uh, you want it ready to go upstairs to we're going to go eat? And I was like, yeah, uh, I lost my phone. And he was like, what do you mean you lost your phone? I was like, oh, I dropped it in the bushes over there. Anyway, you want to go up and eat? You want to you wanna get out of here? And he was like, what are you talking about, David? Go grab, <laughs> grab your phone. It's, it's over there. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know, whatever. And he was, he was like, go get your phone. And I was like, okay, you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, he also gave me shit because I think it was like after uh, – 
Evo Japan one time, I was trying to sleep at, at the hotel and everybody was outside the hotel. And this is like at 3 a.m. at night. And if you know anything about Japan, like it's just dead quiet. And like that group was talking so loud and they were making so I could hear them from my window and I could recognize it was FGC voices. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. So I actually went downstairs and was like, hey, guys. You're being kind of loud and da 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 da. And Obama just went in on me, dude. He's like, We're being loud, huh? Ah! You know, I was like, Okay, you know what? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> oh, All right, man. thanks a lot to him again for coming on. So let's move on to the next one the 5 5 matchup where we have you, the viewer, pick the topic that we're going to talk about as suggested also by you the viewer uh let's bring up the questions james will get the poll going but whilst he does i will read to you the questions number one you accidentally bump into an old man at the store Ooh, backstory they reveal they are a wizard <laughs> and curse you and now you are the director of the next smash the wizard harry <laughs> will be cursed for life if it doesn't sell better than at least brawl what is your design strategy for a new smash Number two, do FGC players downplay the importance of strong single-player content? Is the constant push for competition and balance making developers favorite over single-player content development? Number three, why do we keep asking for features in games, but when a game comes out with said feature, we don't show support for the features we ask for? Do you think this dissuades developers, e.g. rollback, frame data and training mode, good lobbies, etc.? Do you think, number four, do you think a fighting game where most of the cast is oppressive or, or overbearing is more fun than a game where nobody is OP but the power levels are very lukewarm and fair? And would you describe Strive as the former? That's it. We got four of them. Also, These we're are only gonna... all good questions. They dude. are. I agree. And are... we're only going to do one of them because we uh, had a lot of game news to talk about today and we're trying to keep on. Yeah. Exclamation time. mark one, two, three or four are the options that you have. If you are a subscriber, you can uh, vote more than once. Put in your votes in the chat and uh, we'll see. Like I said, I will just keep an eye on the trends over here and just basically call it out as soon as one of them seems like it's taking a substantial lead, which is not happening. Oh, oh, okay, okay, one of them is starting to jump out a little bit. We have 28 votes, 29 votes. Let's get And again, we're only in. picking one. Yeah, and, and I, I'm obviously not gonna call it right away because uh, I'll give a warning because I know there's a lot of delay uh, but we are really, really close, as you can see right there. We have a uh, 32%, a 26%, and a 25% there. So uh, I will call it in about 30 seconds. So get your vote in right now. So 30. Well, I'm not going to count anyway. <laughs> do it. Do it, Coward. 29, 28, 27, oh, no, 26, Don't do it. Don't do it. It's too 25, much. 24, 23. Oh, no. 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, Mind 15, the 14, 13, 12, 11. I almost skipped 11. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Oh, God. One. All right. I'm going to let it go a little longer. There's a, t there's oh, a tie. No. There's a tie. Oh, no. It is definitely tied right now. Oh no! Oh well, who's gonna, somebody's going to cast a tiebreaker as soon as it's different, as soon as it's separated. That one wins. All right, closing the poll. The winner 
is number three barely if you see 29 percent to 27 percent even one and two are tied right now at 21 percent again these are all great questions so we will do uh question number three why do we keep asking for features in games when a game comes out with a feature we don't show support for the features we ask for uh, I don't know what y'all are doing in the votes, but it's, this is, in my view, not accurate. Do you guys think that this is a true prompt? Not why do we anymore. keep? <laughs> why do we keep asking for features in games when a game comes out with said feature? We don't show support we ask for. Is that right? I, I, I think it is actually. Do you? Okay, that's good. Well, okay. I, mean, right. I very much do think that's that's true. Okay. Uh, if you if you look at. Um, Street Fighter Five and Tekken, they both over the years have finally started adding uh, a frame data viewer and hitboxes. And, and as far as I know, Tekken is not getting hitboxes. They're just getting frame data. Uh, okay, Street yeah. Fighter doesn't naturally have hitboxes shown. No. Um, <clears throat> and it even goes beyond just like training mode stuff. There's things like the way lobbies work. Uh, most games, like most major titles, have not been getting this stuff right. Um, sometimes they'll get one or two things right, you know, but it, it takes a few patches. The games aren't being released like that. Uh, but if you look at a game like um, Them's Fighting Herds, Them's Fighting Herds has everything. Yeah. It has the best lobbies. It has frame data. It has hitbox viewers. It has punish windows. It has it, everything you could possibly want. It has replays. It has... Just tons of features. That you anything you could ask for. Rollback. I don't it has rollback. It has everything KI, you could ask for. KI, very similar, right? Th that game has hitboxes. It has rollback. It has musical menus. I mean... <laughs> and and what, what, I, what I believe the reason that like Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat to a certain extent don't release with these things uh, is because there's no proof that those... Those features that take a lot of time and effort to add into games uh, sells more copies. Right. You know, if if Tekken can sell seven million copies without frame data, then why will we put it in our game? You know, if if Street Fighter has broken online play for a year and a half before you can actually just play the damn game, but it still ends up selling four or five million copies. Why would like there's no proof of a like AAA title needing that stuff to sell big numbers. There's zero mm -hmm. proof of that. It's all the indie devs and smaller game devs doing that stuff, uh, which is great. I think it's awesome. And please keep doing that. But at the same time, I feel like those those guys are putting this stuff in their games just so they can try to compete with the big guys. I think that's the actual truth. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to that. I mean, honestly, uh, Street Fighter V's training mode is honestly like one of the best training modes right now. Obviously, there's a lot of things missing. But it didn't from it. launch that way. Right. It didn't launch but that here's way. the thing. As it kept getting added, as the features get getting added and like the stuff that gets added in there, there's not a lot of praise for it. You don't see a lot yeah, that's of abusive praise for that stuff. That's another right? thing. You don't see a lot of people being like, oh, God, dude, Street Fighter, like, shout out to them. Put out. Now I can test everything and see what the plus and minus are. That's really, really, really cool, right? And, and that's the thing, right? So some people in the chat are saying the praises in the sales numbers. That stuff, like Tubo said, didn't affect the sales numbers of Street Fighter V. No, yeah. like, 
the back of the box for Street Fighter V, if it even did come out with frame data in the game and all that stuff, that's not a bullet point on the back of the box. Yeah, who the hell knows what that is, right? Only right. the 0.01% of us nerds that play the games competitively. Right. Is, if, is, you, if, is, if you have somebody notice how to jump kick sweep what frame data is, it'll look at you like you're you know, an idiot. MK11 is not going to say frame data built into the game. <laughs> nope. More fatalities, right. more violence, guts everywhere. Get your Mortal right. Kombat. I mean, they must have... For sure, they didn't spend whatever amount of money and time it took to put in actually good netcode in MKX because they thought it was fun. Like somebody did the. What are you doing? You're getting. MK Someone out? said that MK11 did put it on there. Okay, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was on there at all. But uh, uh, definitely I mean, they, not. They they clearly think that it's financially valuable. They're trying to make money, sure. and so they spent all this time and money not for no reason. I'm sure that they figured that stuff out. Uh, and, and they have done a super sick job basically ever since, uh, MKXL, but even before that, when they were putting in frame data in like Injustice 1, putting in real one player modes ever since MK9, well, really even before that, but the games weren't competitive. Um, they, they have been doing all of these things and I for sure believe that it's part of why they always sell super well. That's definitely in my view part, part of this. I mean, MK you can play. You can, some... you can actually play those video games online. Dude, of course, people love Mortal Kombat versus DC. If you put Mortal Kombat's name but on not... something, it sells. Yeah. So the, the IP, the IP is probably the biggest single reason to buy something. That probably is true. But then on the margins, there's a lot of people who are like, "Well, I don't know if I can play that game online. Maybe I'm not going to play it." Well, that okay. Certainly has. Let's remove sure. rollback netcode. From this conversation, because rollback netcode is by far the least true aspect of that question. Strive yeah, is and Melty Blood are kind of proving that rollback netcode is is you have it or your game dies. Like I think yeah. that that is pretty much a foregone conclusion. But yeah, for for something like MKX and MK11, if they didn't put the frame data in the game, the game would have sold exactly the same amount of copies. The one-player stuff is very important. It's one of the biggest things about those games. But without frame data, I think the game would have sold exactly the same amount of copies. In my, I opinion. think that they probably figure out how much they expect that to improve sales. And I think they've probably been doing that since Injustice. I mean, the people who make the video games themselves would probably love to have that stuff in anyway, but they're not often the decision makers on that. Those are business decisions. And some businessman is like, that's a good idea. Do that. And probably not for no reason. I don't have data on that, but I just feel like that's not likely to be a flippant choice. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, having your game be playable online is a lot different from having a frame data and hitbox viewer. Well, I'm talking like, about frame data as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think that they spend the time and money on that and put out updates on that and, and make sure that the numbers are accurate. And all. That takes time and money. And it's not it's not flippantly done. Yeah, but here's uh, the I don't, thing. I don't right? know what the stats are on that, but that seems like a good right. guess to me. I mean, 16 moves. bit. Go talk to Ed. Give us, yeah. give us the details. We need to know. All right, we're the most press. The people, we're, we're pressing. Most of the people I know don't even look at the, don't even turn on the frame data stuff in Street Fighter Five. But I mean, this is this is not the question. the The question is, when we want features, do we support the games that have them? I think we do. I think that we do do that. I think it's it's obviously correct that most people who play fighting games, who buy fighting games, 
aren't going to delve into the serious side of it. Um, I wish they did, but that's like clearly always been the yeah. case. No, no, no. Um, we, we however, do. As, however, as the FTC, yeah, this is, this we is the do. Why do we keep asking for features in games? Uh, and then not support? We are. I think we are. I think we yeah. totally are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, think, I think maybe James and I took the we as collective asking gamers, not as just FGC. Oh, that's well, I mean, gamers... a difference in view here. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a different question, of course. I think it probably is true that they are buying the games that have the features that they want in anyway, but like it's just a different set of features, I mean, probably. But for, right. for the FGC, I think, I think that we do do this, yeah. I mean, yeah, here, look, probably. all you have to say are two things, right? Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and Samurai Showdown. Like, they, they're, they're online, just didn't work. And people don't really play them that much anymore, right? So we definitely are support. And the crazy thing, though, is that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, though, had an amazing one-player stuff and had great tutorials and actually did have a great training mode. It's just literally the rollback kiboshed it. And so, you know, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is a very, very interesting study because it is a game that has everything that we're talking about here. You know, it has good data in training mode. It shows you whether you're negative or not. A lot of great options like the, like Guilty Gear Strive, like the dummy reacting to this or that. You know, the one player in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is robust as hell as far as I know. And, uh, like, is that, was that enough? Or was the rollback that much more potent of affecting the game's fate. So again, I, I, to me, it's rollback and gameplay are the obvious things, but I, I really don't think that the frame data stuff affects it much. And while us as the FGC do appreciate that stuff, I still don't even feel like it's talked about enough because like I said, when Street Fighter did add that frame data thing into the training mode, that was incredible. I still don't remember a lot of people talking about it when it happened. Like, it was like, oh, cool, they added this feature. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't remember people going crazy with it. So. All right. Uh, all right. Well, cool. We move on. We go on to the next one. Let's get back to the game news. Because, again, there was a lot of it to talk about this week. Part of it, of course, King of Fighters, the 15th. There was at TGS, the Tokyo Game Show, a bunch of game footage. They revealed a couple of new characters. Not new, maybe one of them is new. Isla is new. K-Dash is also back in. And uh, again, a lot of stuff that you can watch for game footage. Did you guys see it? What do you think? Dude, I'm just going to say this right now. If either of you say that Isla does not look interesting, I'm going to be very mad. Because Isla is, like, one of the coolest fighting game characters that I think I've seen in recent history. Okay, I like, feel like, uh, in, in, in my view, that's a gigantic overstatement. But I do think she looks cool. I think she looks cool. <laughs> she looks, yeah, she looks cool. I don't know if she's one of the most interesting characters of all time ever. Dude, do you uh, see the animations she that she has? Do you see the cool yeah, shit? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, do I? You know, a matter of fact, I, I actually I can't because her SFX are in the way of everything. I can't <laughs> tell what's going on. Dude. Like maybe your animations are amazing, but I I can't see them. I think she looks cool. I mean, in in general, with with all the game right now, uh, I I think it looks fun and good. I think that they did. They have they have significantly improved how the game looks. 
Um, the the one sore spot is definitely the visual effects on yeah, projectiles and stuff. That is, yeah. the fire is not good and yeah, is very right. prominent. Unfortunately, they've decided to combine those two things. But as far as the the rest of the game goes, I think it looks I think it looks really fun. The the animations look good. Whatever graphics, fine. Um, but I think the the game looks fast and interesting. And it looks I, like KOF. I mean, I th- but I think it looks like a particularly maybe interesting version. I haven't. Played super many KOF. I mean, I, I, mean, I, series, I mean, I meant that as a I think it looks great. KOF is is fast and interesting. I, yeah, I think I, it's I, KOF game. I, I'm definitely I'm definitely excited to to try the game out after after having seen more of it at TGS. Uh, I I really like the look of the game's gameplay. I think that looks really cool. I mean, uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, like, just we finally got a lot of information, and that's like really cool. It's like now we know how the max mode works. We know how specials sure, work right. and how the super drains and everything like that. And shout outs to them for getting a, a, you know four KOF experts to put on the little uh, exhibition mm. to play the matches, and they made the game look really cool. Like when you yeah. go and watch the show floor footage from people testing things out, people who don't necessarily know the game the game looked kind of slow but thankfully thankfully they had that exhibition because that exhibition made the game look really fast right we got to see remember when mvc3 came out we're like man the damage is so low you can't kill anybody in this game you know (laughs) like like it was cool that they got the experts to play the game and i was really happy about that and uh definitely yeah uh yep isla is the girl from jet set radio Exactly right. Dude, Splatoon girl, <laughs> Splatoon girl, dude. She's I think Splatoon. she. Look, I think she looks cool. Yeah. Dude, um, when she her does design this, is definitely cool. When she her does the super, cool, yeah. and she dive kicks you, the hands stop her because she has so much momentum. They push her back, and after she stands up, they dust her off. When she double jumps, the hands turn into a platform that she jumps off of it. Mm. The dive kick moves in the air. The hands grab her and throw her. And like the I, whole I time, didn't notice those things. You're right. That is that is cool. And she yeah, and dude, she fi- she fights with her hands in her pockets the entire time, and the hands are doing the like they have the and she's just sitting there with her hands in her pocket, and the hands are doing all the cool poses. Cool. When when she throws you, the hands grab the character and pick them up, and that's how she kicks them when she throws you. Because the hands actually are throwing you and she kicks you while they hold it in the air. Dude, it's so cool, dude. Like, she's actually really sick. (laughs) I actually think she's really sick. I think she's the best looking character in the game so far. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah. I think K-Dash looks cool. I mean, he looks like K-Dash to me, but he looks looks good. Yeah. My my only only gripe graphically about the game is how the projectiles look. Other than that, I think it looks like a fine... Fine game, like for sure. When Yori also the you. announcer is excellent. I really like the announcer oh, clips yeah? that they had. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, you, did you not notice? <laughs> I, I really, I really like some of the clips that they have the announcer doing. Oh, cool. No, dude, like when Iori hits you with, I think it's Iori when he hits you with the super and you catch on fire. Like yeah. honestly, it's like one of the worst looking things. Like it's, <laughs> it's... I, I'm with you, but they also have him having like a kind of like funky voice track during that moment that actually sounds yeah, really cool. Arushi, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, pluses and minuses, I guess. But what did you what did you think about the gameplay? I mean, obviously, now we know a lot more about it. It's really interesting cuz right now one of the things is the shatter strike. So, KOF 14 was max mode the game. 
everybody was doing light, 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 max mode into big old combo. And, and it was really cool because when they were interviewing Oda and stuff, he was saying that. He was like, KOF-14's problem was that everyone was just confirming light, light, light in the max mode and, and so much stuff was hidden behind there. And it was really cool to hear him address a lot of those things and talk mm. about that. But right now, it feels like Shatterstrike might just be the next, because it costs a bar, but if it hits, you gain half a bar back. And so, like, you get this free crumple, so everyone's just going to be confirming into Shatterstrikes right. all day. Okay. now. The question is, what's the scaling, etc.? It's very clear that Shatter Strike adds scaling to the game, but I don't know if it's enough scaling just yet. But as with KOF, KOF has always done this. Last character, most meter, right? Because you start with right. three bars, next character four, next character five. Everyone's showing all these clips of everybody dying with 100% I mean, yeah, damage. But KOF yeah. has been doing that since, like, yeah, that's not forever, new. right? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, how the balance of the of the meter of the resource management. That's what's interesting to me, right? Or questioned. That's one of the biggest questions, in my opinion, is how Shatterstrike, you know, is Shatterstrike, because, like, the reason why in Focus Attack, they cr in Street Fighter 4, they created armor moves because they didn't want Focus Attack to blow up Honda Headbutt, right? Like, you just Honda Headbutt, you just, you just Focus Attack and it dies. So they were yeah. like, all right, let's give everybody armor breakers so that these moves can't be Focus Attacked, right? It's very clear that's how that came up. Reversals yeah. were automatically armor breakers, remember? So what's going to stop you from shatter striking like every freaking thing? In the I saw Athena do her dive ball thing from the air and it was like absorb, 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 pow. Like what's going to stop shatter strike from being overpowered? That's the question right now. So it's a good question. Um, people in the chat are talking about why it's K dash and not K apostrophe. I, I mean, I don't know the backstory as to why Japan pronounces the apostrophe as dash, but. It's been like that forever. Remember, that's what Champion Edition was. When you look yeah. at the title screen of Champion Edition, it's Street Fighter 2, and there's an apostrophe. And in yeah. Japan, it was called Street Fighter 2 Dash. Right. In America, yeah, we call it Champion uh, Edition. So I don't know the backstory there, but that isn't, in fact, the case. Uh, would it be cool if he was called Capostrophe? It would be pretty funny, but he's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Capostrophe? No, it's all uh, about K-at. There's an artist who draws a K as a cat, and it's K apostrophe A T, and it's adorable. If you have a chance, look up K at. It's oh, is uh, nothing excess is saying that that is really unsafe. What you were talking about before, right? So the shatter strike is definitely strike. like super punishable on block. But if you see, you know, how, what's the startup? So if you see Athena jump and start diving, can right you just up. react? And that's a guaranteed hit. Obviously, you're not going to fish with it, but like there are moves where people are coming at you from full screen and stuff like that. So that's the question. So, I mean, it's a really fast game. I don't know. I don't know how often that's going to come right. up. Right. I that's we'll the idea. That's the idea right there. Maybe short hop into load to beat it up or something right. like that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Cool. Anyway, I mean, I, you know, I've been honest about my opinion about this game. Initially, it was not high, and as it's been going on, it's been raising and raising. And now, after having seen footage from good players at TGS, I think it looks really sick. So I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, it's cool.
honestly, the game, uh, I was already kind of excited for it. Obviously, it doesn't help that I live with Olaf, who who's just yeah. like constantly talking about it and just like pump KOF into my veins, you know. But yeah. even, you know, having been in this position, the game while moving, I think looks really good. Like Majin Obama was saying, it pops. I'm glad the game is colorful. It was always one of the reasons <laughs> why I liked Virtua Fighter more than I liked Tekken, because Tekken was always black and red and gray and black and red and gray. And Virtua Fighter had these super bright green, blue sky backgrounds and stuff like that. So, sure. you know, I, I did like the way the game kind of popped graphically, so... Um, our supposed stopping time is at 8 p.m. Pacific, which is in seven minutes. So, oh shit! Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it we was went way over with uh, Obama. Obama. We definitely yeah. did. It was a fun conversation, but it lasted quite a while. All right, uh, Twitch let's boosting. Just briefly mention this: so Twitch is experimenting with a feature that James yeah. doesn't like, and yeah, I guess neither does Tubbleware. Also, neither does David. Uh, in which you can pay to get a streamer's stream more noticed on Twitch in visible areas or in recommendations. Um, conceivably, the streamer themselves could like pay for other people to do that so that they could just pump their own stream effectively. Um, and it's, you know, Twitch is really bad for discovery. That's been a problem on the website forever. And now there's like a discovery feature. By the way, this is a, it has existed, but it's just with channel points. Um, yeah. Now they're going to be making that at least experimentally paid so pay to get recognized it just it just sounds like a real slimy proposition look i, I said I, it, I mean it, it is it is it, is. it, it sucks is. i said it in a tweet like the rich get richer that's how twitch works right yeah. the more subs you get the more emotes you get that people want to sub for yeah the more subs you get the better cut you get off of the subs the yeah. more subs you get the more chances they'll put you on the front page and the more subs you get, the more money you'll have to be able to spend to boost your channel. <laughs> like, honestly, they need to reward people for streaming. I said this on Twitch. They need to actually reward people. And I, uh, my number, the way that I worked it out in my head, and I'm trying to say this as fast as possible, six hours a day max, but if you stream... The amount of time you streamed unlocks emotes. The amount of time you stream gives you the ability to, uh, you know, fight for a better cut, for better promotion and stuff like that. That rewards consistency with streamers. Limiting it to six hours a day prevents people from killing themselves and people can stream optimally every single day. You know, the, you need to start rewarding people for actually streaming. That's well, like what needs I to think, happen. I think they're pretty clear about wanting this to be a big, um, top-heavy, like yeah, hero worship of course, kind of business. Of course. And of course. what what is what is a bummer, obviously, about this as well is that it's paying Twitch, not paying the person who's actually streaming. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like one hundred percent of the money goes to Twitch. <laughs> like yeah. so, even if the booth, like even if you want, if you're a weirdo and you want to spend a hundred dollars for your favorite streamer to get more recognition on Twitch to, when they probably already have plenty. Yeah. Twitch gets all the money. You're not even actually necessarily helping the streamer. Yeah. yeah who like, knows what that's going to no lead proof. to. There's no proof that you're helping the streamer out. Just Twitch is like, yep, give us more. We love it. Give us more money. We want it. 
Many, just, you, 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 you donate a hundred dollars to a streamer to promote them we use this promote feature it could result please in zero, zero earned it could res please result give in that zero a earned tip. do so, not give twitch your money look Jesus. this is an experiment right now if you have feelings on this one way or the other maybe consider twitch. letting twitch know about that and oh twitch. i did I <laughs> yeah of did. course yeah all right we move on to extremely briefly talk about the cpt Central America West number two, which was won by Kusanagi, uh, maybe the best player in Mexico. He's been second place at like four CPTs previously. <laughs> Congratulations to him. He won yeah. with Sakura and Kage. That was very cool. Yay. I did commentary for that, and it was fun, and good job to him. Uh, Rinj and I had a good time. Um, and then we very briefly talk about ECT The Pit. Uh, dude, honestly, the folks at ECT are doing such cool things. Um, they had so many fun skits. skits. They had hilarious, like little ad briefs um, with uh, Yipes and Chris Matrix just doing like real funny stuff. They have amazing merch. If you guys didn't check that out, it's probably it's probably gone on. I don't know, but it's probably gone at this point. It's so yeah, cool. probably. And uh, and they had tournaments. So um, Idom won the Street Fighter Five Invitational, and uh, oh no, I didn't bring up who won the strive one but i'm about to find out in like 10 seconds assuming that strive one also five, had a nice eight, chance qualifier. seven six five four three two one tempest Ooh. nyc congratulations <laughs> getting nice. first place well done well done yeah again though super super cool that was an in-person event as well they had uh people who were you know buying spectator passes to that uh in new york which was uh, vaccine required so yeah Congrats. It's super cool. I want to also mention that they announced that ECT is returning in person September 2nd through 4th, 2022 in Stanford. Cool. Asterisk. Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I really hope that in 11 months we could just Dude, do it. Asterisk. But, I mean, who knows? Asterisk, who knows? man. Uh, and Willie P in the chat does say that they still have some more merch left. So if you like Rad. the skits, yeah, buy some. Frosties is happening. CEO is happening. Tournaments are coming back, guys. We just yeah. have to mask up. No, you're, you're right. I think you're right. Um, one tournament that's not coming back right now in the next one here is that, unfortunately, the Evo Showcase has been canceled. This was the... Um, result. Uh, this was the, obviously the result of COVID. This was supposed to be an event where the winners of each of the various Evo regions in the various games were brought to Vegas to have the like super finals, however you want to think about that from before. Of course, Evo this year was all regionalized because it was all online. Well, in an event that is almost entirely going to be international players and COVID not going great right now, not just here, but in many other countries too. Just not a not a good call. If if you have a primarily local event like ECT, uh, the pit we were just talking about at this point, that can make sense. You know, we have been talking about that. A primarily international event is just probably still not a good call yeah. for. I would imagine travel issues were a big part of the problem. I'm sure they were. Oh, I'm yeah, sure they for were. Sure. So definitely a bummer, but also COVID, man. What are you gonna do? You know. I mean. Right. All right. And then just a couple of things for upcoming. The U.S. The Street Fighter League in general this next season has uh, is starting. I think today is Japan, and then Thursday is October seventh. So for uh, for the U.S. version, check that out. CPT North America West number two is this coming weekend, and also the Classic Tetris World Championship yeah. this weekend. 
James? Well, no. So it's there. The qualifiers was this past weekend. And then there's going to be a bunch of the separate pools for the next few weekends. And then the grand finals are going to be later on in November, basically. The, 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 the top James, eight. do you have something to tell us, James? What? I, I'm I'm asking. Do you have something to tell? Are you got? Are you commentating this? I mean, one? I'll like, be commentating I'm... some of the, uh, like uh, one uh, one or one or two of the the weekends, and then I'll be okay. uh, you know I hopefully I'll be doing the top eight in November. Let's just put it that way. So, Am but I gonna be on ESPN again, dude. I mean, I hope that'd be awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> be I mean, awesome. it's already ridiculous. It's already stupid. Like before. Like if you got a max out or two, like you you pass the the qualifier rounds, right? The number one player, which is the champion from last year, and the second place player from last year, I think it's Dog and and Andy right now. They had twelve max outs each in in the Sick. two hour time that they had to play. They had twelve max outs, and the new technique is also rearing its its head as well as one of the first qualifiers, the Hydrant. The rolling, the rolling technique. There you go, rolling. Wobble, yeah. rolling, you know, whatever. Yeah, Hydrant is oh. one of the best rollers, and he started his run with four in a row max outs. Like, he was, like, one of the first qualifiers, and he got max outs, like, four times in a row. Like, it's Sick. it's ridiculous Sick. right now. Like, it's... it's I like, Very cool. Again, I can go on my rant about you know changing controller requirements, but let's just for another that time. About, but yeah. very very cool. Yeah. And then let's briefly get to the mailbag. All right, mailbag. We only had a few, so not going to be super long. All right, where are the mailbag questions over here? Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, and the first question is. From Stephanie Brownback via Twitter, what is a compliment someone gave you that you still think about? I mean, the crazy thing about it is, I, knowing who I am, I probably uh, don't remember most compliments. Uh, Paul Brown Maxow is getting 999999 on Nest Tetris. And again, don't think of Nest Tetris as all the modern Tetrises. Getting nine 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 is ridiculous. What's your uh, favorite compliment, Brock? Um, so one time, Keats's wife Anna told me that my smile lights up a room. And then several years later, I mean that was really nice to say at the time. And then several years later, I'm dating this girl from Scotland, and the first time she meets me in person, like she flew out to meet me in person, she said the same thing. So that like compounded and I was like, wow, that must be true. <laughs> I must actually light up rooms with my smile. So yeah, that's like one thing that stuck with me forever. That's very nice. Um, I think I'm the opposite of James on this. You have too many compliments. Everyone loves me. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, one that I think is like more maybe important than the others is that um, the the lead managing partner at a major law firm that like specifically handles game dev and um, digital entertainment and stuff uh, said that he thinks I'm really brilliant, and I, that meant more to me than all the other times people have called me brilliant. <laughs> 
I remember one time I held a door open for a for an older lady, and as she walked through, like I, she was way back there, and I just waited. I just waited, and she walked by, and she was like, "Your mother raised you well." So like that was kind of cool. Oh, that's uh, very cool. But I think one of my favorite compliments was uh, Alexei Pajitnov, creative Tetris, said that he liked my commentary. So, you know. That's a good one. <laughs> that is cool, for sure. I that's think that's, that was one. a pretty good one. <laughs> that's a great one. I think that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, man. I guess, uh, I guess the, you know what, the one that actually sticks with me the longest, because this happened in high school. Um, it was when uh, my family and I were in... We went to uh, right, we Disney World. We got no World. time for this, David. We went to Disney World, <laughs> and we were waiting in line, and there was a troop of cheerleaders there, and and I don't, anyway, let's move on. It, it, it went great. Jedi really Dave via Discord asks, any single-player games you like? I mean, my uh, favorite lot, game of yeah. all time is Tetris, which is a single-player game. Uh, second favorite game of all time is either tied is tied between Silent Hill 2 and Final Fantasy 6. There's a ton of single player uh, games that I love, so I just I couldn't finish the story. It's just too I don't it's weird. To anyway. uh 2002 David. It's yeah, I don't know if I need to be that self-congratulatory is the is the point of it. All right. And anyway, Did what's your group answer? of cheerleaders all tell you how cute you were, David? Is that just all it was? Is that what it was? I mean, that's how it started. <laughs> anyway, go on, Brock. <laughs> Uh, I hope your wife knows that story. <laughs> I don't think uh, she anyways, <laughs> uh, right now I'm playing Dust Loop. I'm almost done with my first run through. Please don't spoil anything. I'm like literally at the end of the game, so that's been really dope. I'm extremely excited for Friday. I don't know if you guys know this, but Friday is Metroid Dread, and I'm not gonna stream oh, the game. Yeah. So I'm gonna be streaming Friday night, like just chomping at the bit to play Metroid Dread. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I'll play before I stream, but, you know, during my stream, all I'm thinking about is Dread. I uh, really, so Super Metroid is actually one of my favorite games of all time. Mega Man X is my favorite game of all time. So, yeah, I, I, there is a lot of, I, I play a lot of single player games, even still. I just played Skyward Sword recently. Yeah, I, I play single player games now and then. Not as often as I used to when I was younger and had a little bit more time. But, yeah, it, I still feel like there are times when I want to take time off of competitive games. And when that happens, I find a single-player game, and yeah, recently it was Zelda, but there's, yeah, I, a lot of different stuff over the years, of course. Okay, go on. Uh, next question is from Jiggly Purin via Twitter. Do you guys have any favorite axioms or words of wisdom on fighting game improvement? One of my friends and I use a lot is you can't dish out any L's until you have a collection to give. That is such a cool quote. I really huh. like that quote. <laughs> and then That's Foxy really Grandpa good. comes on our show and goes, "Yeah, I literally started playing fighting games, and I was the best." <laughs> That's my true. first tournament yeah. win, second tournament win, third tournament win. Everybody sucks. I'm the best. Yeah, that's true. Um, there are out there, but that's a great one overall. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think I, I, I have anyone other than like hold that shit. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't have any like great fighting game wisdom. You know, like fighting games are something so great. And if you know, you know. Like, if you like fighting games, you get it. If you don't, 
you know, whatever. I mean, it's it's about fighting game improvement, stuff. though. It's fighting game improvement. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really don't have, like, any, any like, words of wisdom right. beyond I mean, try real hard. You know, I don't have an axiom. There's there's no old axiom that's going to win today. Like, I don't have any of that. Just, okay. you know, try to win. Be good. Get good. Yeah, I don't have any either. I think uh, all the advice that I have is longer than just a little pithy quote, but I really, really like how that yeah, one was yeah. condensed. Yeah. I mean, for yeah, me, good... the ones that I always kind of lean on, one is that fighting games are a two-player game, right? Like, because uh, a lot of times people, the reason why people lose fighting games most of the time is because they play it as a one-player game. They're not thinking about what the opponent is trying to do. Right. And the other one that I always like to talk about is if there is an answer to a mix up in a fighting game, then it's not a mix up. Basically, if if some because people ask me that question all the time, how do I get out of this mix up? And I was like, if I had an answer, it's not a mix up. You know, the reason why fighting games work is because there's no single answer. That it is that A beats B beats C beats A, you know, that kind of thing. The RPS. It has to have an RPS. Otherwise, it doesn't work as a fighting game. So as long as you understand those concepts right there, that you're always playing against someone else and they're always trying to outsmart you, I think that that's actually really, really important. All right. Okay. And then the last Last question here. Uh, do, 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 do. last question here we have from Kuruin MK via Twitter why do lawyer commercials always come in pairs call the law offices of X name and Y name um they don't they don't some law firms just have one person like I'm sure you've heard God, who's that guy um Larry H. Parker, I'll fight for you. The law offices of Larry H. Parker. You've seen that for sure. Of if course. You're, if you're in the U.S. anyway. Of course. Um, and, and as far as other law firms go, they're usually partnerships or at least at least partnerships, if not bigger than that, because it's easier to have a bigger business that's more likely to be advertising if you have more people involved, probably. <laughs> I mean, that just makes sense to I, me. I was going to say, yeah, just, it probably costs less overhead to have partners. You're splitting Yeah, overhead. yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. It's... It's uh, a lot easier to be working with people than to not be working with people. As somebody who doesn't work with people, I can absolutely tell you that, that it would be a lot easier if I had other people. I want coworkers. <laughs> it would be a lot easier in a lot of ways. Uh, and I'd be able to get more done and I'd be able to have like the time to advertise as well as do the other stuff that I do. It's just, you know, it's a, the bigger the business is, the more likely you are to see the ads for it. If David and I were doing the Tuesday show by ourselves, it would have lasted about a year. <laughs> it's the best way to put it but you you know for the first nine years because you have two people working on it it somehow lasted nine years so sure. <laughs> hmm. how come i don't work with someone else um i don't have a great reason for that just kind of how it's worked out um i'm in the process of maybe trying not to do that anymore but yeah it's been that's how i've done it all right, all right fine david i'll that's be your it. law partner all right, buddy. All you got to do, I'll see you in six years when you've Brandon Brockman. gone to Listen, law man, school. If people got fake ball. vax cards, I can get a fake diploma, okay? That's not hard, all right? We you can actually, Mike Ross this up. You actually don't need to get a law diploma, um, a JD. You can actually just pass the bar in most states and also, uh, what is it called? Um, work for another lawyer at the same time. An apprenticeship is what it's called. You can still do that. It's just rare. 
All right, All right. that's it. Thanks for that's uh, it. That's asking all those questions in the mailbag. Thanks for having the Tuesday show and watching us. And good job to everybody involved. Thanks a lot to Majin Obama for coming on. It's always fun to talk. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. And uh, again, let us know which character you feel like was missing from Smash. Like that you would put in objectively, not subjectively, because then I would put in Dirk the Daring. So objectively.